Hey, man, it's uh, me, Kevin Smith. Jason Mewes. And it's Comics Online. Comics Online in 2000, the year 2000, uh, Kevin Goswan, Goswan, uh, fulfilled a geek dream of turning the website of his local comic book shop into a serious comic anchor geek pop culture website. This cat's like, I like comics. I'm going to turn it into my fucking life's business. That does it for me. Kevin Goswan is a true goddamn American hero. Yes. Right up there with that guy that landed the plane safely. <laughs> yes. Sully. He's like Sully. He's the next Sully. This motherfucker should be on Oprah. Today, Kevin continues to recruit other like-minded geeks to join him on his quest to become the best geek pop culture site on the interwebs. At ComicsOnline.com, you'll find Blu-ray and video game reviews as well as exclusive interviews with the best creators and stars of all your favorite geek genre TV shows like Doctor Who, Ooh. Stargate, Ooh. and here's one you like, Chuck. Chuck has a nerd, right? He's the n- nerd on his... No, Chuck I've spoken about because... Uh, anyway, that's... Dang. You're like, it's, uh, it's neither here nor there, but yes, I'm familiar with yes. Chuck. <laughs> um, as well as uh, uh, movies and games of all genres, but besides single uh, questions at Comic-Con... And Red State, remember that guy asking about Sir at Seattle? Yeah, I do. That's you? They still haven't been able to interview Kevin Smith. So clearly they still have a long way to go. But meanwhile, Kevin Smith just gave you the review of a lifetime, bitch. Oh, yeah. I called Kevin Goswan, a true American hero, up there with Sully. Dude, that's way better than interviewing me. Speaking of Comic-Con, join Comics Online in San Diego July 21st for their third annual Comic Concert. This is badass. Featuring geek rock artists, including Random Gibberish, Kirby Crackle, the Megas, and some surprise celebrity guests. They got to get MC Chris on there. Yes. Sign in to comicsonline.com or like Comics Online at Facebook or follow these motherfuckers on Twitter at Comics Online. Just as the way as it sounds is how it's spelled. If you like your shit, Kevin Smith 30, listen to the Comics Online podcast available on iTunes for slightly less anal lingus read the reviews and watch the interviews at comicsonline.com comics online everything geek pop culture and he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth dune has fans that's a really surprising thing <laughs> he's got so many in fact i guessed it on another show and they go hey giovanni check this out there's this guy you talked about in your show here's a clip of his show and i was like yeah the dune reads goosebumps great they're like no i'm not gonna listen to this so i had a room with five guys all staring at me as we listened to do a clip from dune's show and i was like yeah yeah that's the show i was telling you about they're like, yeah oh. i listened to that and it's like that was uncomfortable because it was like me talking about talking to my mom like, it was like a nothing clip like I talked to my mom today, but it wasn't good enough to bring up on the podcast. I actually saw my mother today. And when he cried, seven Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 11. Episode 12. Getting it on. Recorded June 4th, 2011. This episode, Kevin Dune, Carl, and Chad are joined by Giovanni Giorgio from the Get It On Podcast. Topics include podcasting, Lost, Continuity, DC Comics Reboot, X-Men First Class, Adam Carolla, The Avengers Movie, James Gunn Super, James Avery, Robert Kirkman, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, The Tommy Westfall Universe, Secret Wars The Movie, Dealing to the Stars, and con shirts.
Hello again, and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 11, Episode 12. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me, as usual, is my co-host, Dune Murderous. hey And with us is a very special guest for the first time uh, from the Get It On Podcast. We've got uh, Giovanni Giorgio. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you Close doing? Close enough. Yeah. Honor to be here, Season 11. I didn't know that. Close enough. Oh. I, did, did I misspell, mis, mispronounce it somehow? No, I'm not offended. I, I don't care. Call me dirt for all, for all I care. <laughs> dirty Geo. Mm-hmm. It's real dirty South. Uh, <clears throat> no, the, 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 the season number kind of correlates more to the uh, website itself. This is actually, what, the third season or year or fourth year of the podcast, Kevin? Fourth year of the podcast. Fourth year of the podcast. I'm podcasting from the area I just set up while I had time because I moved and now there's a futon in the same room as my computer that's set up so i got a futon going right and then i was like oh what if i get hungry while podcasting god forbid i don't eat for 10 minutes and <laughs> then i i got some hot carrots going then i got like koozies full of beer so i don't have to go downstairs and uh and then i was like man it's hot because i shut the window so now i'm uh, almost naked to have a spray bottle so let's do this it's <laughs> uh, a terrible image it's a sauna in here too i'm, I'm uh Using my closet I use for my show, but I'm actually going to have to move soon, so I will also be. Oh yeah, we don't need the we don't need quality closety. <laughs> closet quality. Well, I'm podcasting. Yeah, only closet 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 quality we have the show is close. I wanted to ask you guys about your show because I've recently got into it as a new listener. What would you recommend are the best episodes to kind of get somebody hooked? Well, you can start out with uh, the the season zero, episode zero that we actually that isn't uh, isn't as old as that might show you. We just uh, we just came up with something uh, for the uh, for the new listener, being as though we're a couple of years into it at this point. Uh, we thought, well, we've got all these new people, and they show up, and they start. You know, they'll go and, and listen to the most recent one, but then they'll go back and start it at season zero, episode one. Which is funny, and I mean, it's entertaining, but technically, it was fucked up. Um, our recording huh. software was all jacked up, and so by the end of it, you're like, I can't listen to this anymore. That's interesting, because I got the most recent ones, and I've also uh, dug back, but I haven't gone back and listened to the old ones yet. Yeah, so yeah. that that the Season Zero, a lot of the stuff is pretty good. It's just, uh, you know, it technically gets jacked up later on in the episode. Hmm. Oh, and right, it's well, bad. I'll keep, okay, yeah, I'll keep note of that. Yeah, we just talked. We just started talking about this, and uh, actually, what uh, what we decided is uh, Dune, Dune likes uh, uh, season nine, episode. What was it? Five. I think it's six. It's the one where it's just you and I on the podcast, and we go through the entire history of like Marvel from like ninety nine until what was recent then, which was uh, which was Dark Rain or something like that. But uh, interesting. But it was a That's good the gap of all my knowledge in Marvel is ninety nine to present, pretty much. Yeah, well, then you could catch up easily with that when it's all the, the chorus of the... Then it, when you break it down that much year by year, you're like, fuck, this is like the worst soap opera in the world. <laughs> and it all it, it all has the same like little kid telling a story thing of... And then the aliens came, and then they tried to defeat the aliens, but then someone died, but it was only Wasp, so it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Makes me uh, not want to read any Marvel. It's all that bad. It is. So uh yeah and then the the one that the um our our listeners like the most uh, as as judged by uh what people down have downloaded over the course of the years the most uh there it's uh in season 9 there's one called uh 
uh, Losty Mutant Trekkie Turtles that goes over Lost and the, the at that time new Star Trek movie. And uh, we got an interview with Kevin Eastman from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's, that's very cool. Actually, I have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. So, you guys, overall, you're pro Lost, or you, did you end up liking the ending, or did you hate it? You know, it, it it's one of those things where I couldn't, um, I, I couldn't not like the ending because I think in the end they had painted them, themselves into a corner, and there wasn't much great they could do, and they did a better job of it than I expected them to do, really. That's like saying I really liked the meal, even though every one of the ingredients was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I love it that show. That, you know, it was like, oh, I really liked the meal, even though they left out the main ingredients. You know, they for, they they just and never went back to the store for it. Um, and that main ingredient is known as continuity, which is also something that both Marvel and DC uh, seem to uh, fail to remember. Wait, weird. Of, I, I, hmm? What were you saying? I was gonna say I love. No, Lost. no, I was gonna go into a big transition, so you you oh. go with your Lost stuff still. Yeah, the, the finale threw me, and now that I'm further away from it, I keep going back, going, "All right, so is it really just that simple? It's really just a religious thing, and like that? I think, was that really that everybody else saw too, and everybody else was just pissed off because everybody was angry about? It. They never really kind of spell out exactly why they're angry. Even like Devin Faraci of. Uh, I guess badass digest now, so it's just really interesting to me that I I can't. It's one of those ones where it's kind of left me thinking for all this time now, and now I kind of like it more that I'm further removed from it, even though I haven't gone back and watched it. Wait, that's actually like what you're trying to do as a show, as opposed to make it just completely forgettable. But I st- I'm still kind of pissed off about it because I really I really dug the science element. I, I wouldn't have wanted some weird alien ending or anything, but I also didn't want a Jesus one. But that's the thing, you know. It wasn't. It, it wasn't Jesus. It, it wasn't like a uh, you know Judeo Christian thing. Be, beat you over the head with it. It was just like, okay, here's your next life. Yeah, no, I, I kind of got that. I, I guess it didn't work for me at all. What were, what were you going to launch into, dude? I was going to launch into the big, big news of DC setting everything back to zero. I was, I was about wondering this, yeah. what what comes with it, Kevin. Uh, that comes with it about uh, zero interest from fans, from what I could tell. Are they just resetting numbers and nothing else? No, no. See, here's the thing. Uh, you know, with uh, what happened was uh, in in the Flash book, um, you've got this villain called uh, uh, Professor Zoom or whatever. He's the <laughs> reverse Flash. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and and he's a guy who goes in and he went back in time because, you know, flashes can travel in time. Uh, so he goes back in time and alters some things. Well, in in altering things, he created an alternate universe known as Flashpoint. And there's a uh, uh, current limited series called Flashpoint. And it's basically an alternate universe of uh, DC heroes where everything is different. Apparently, this is this is going to stick Basically, uh, in in one method or another, this is going to end up where you've got um, uh, an, an entire reboot of the entire DC universe. As far as I know, it might it might not be back to day one, but certainly back before uh, humanity. 
So, so standard. <laughs> God damn it! So this is the ultimate universe, essentially. It's the and ultimate universe in which, which if they uh, wanted to make it their ultimate universe and say, okay, here's we're going to have this line of of DC comics that exist in this universe, I say let's do it. I say rock on. You know, Marvel did a great job doing it. Uh, much as it frightened me to begin with, you know, I really enjoyed a lot of those titles. Oh um, no, it's confusing and frustrating where you're going. You're going. This is Thor, but he has slightly tweaked personality traits and a slightly different uh, fucking origin story. Oh no, they're gonna do that to you, and then they're gonna make the new DC movies, and they're gonna be all the slightly tweaked little elements, like oh, it's the Green Lantern that you all know and love, except for he's a racist. <laughs> What's interesting is I was reading about this, and I don't I don't read DC at all. I never did, yeah. and I have a mild mild interest. But I was reading all about it and how they're doing the relaunch. I think they're launching like some like fifty two titles. But yeah. then I think it was, I think it was yeah something like something crazy. It was covered on Badass Digest, and while they're launch like the whole thing with Flashpoint is like a world without Flash, kind of like the whatever the fuck it was the day before. It was a world without Green Lantern, to like showing how important that character is. But they're also they're they're hedging their bets because they're keeping. The original, t- the original continuity too. So they're not, they're not going full ultimate with it. I guess there's some sort of little hitch. If you check uh, Badass Digest, they kind of have this like they caught some clue or something. That apparently they're not really kind of going full steam ahead. They're just it's kind of more just a. It seems like a money grab. Well, and and if that's what it is, if they're going to go and say, all right, here's our ultimate universe. We're going to go and, and debut 50, uh, 52 number one titles, uh, you know, and basically, and then uh, a month later, the regular titles are back. Then I'm great with that. I you know, and I you know recommend you know people go buy it because that's fun. Well, I read one detail of Batman's going to be Bruce Wayne's father. And that, that's one thing I read. I was like, oh well, fuck this. <laughs> It wasn't uh, it wasn't um, the parents that died. It was the kid and the mom in the Flashpoint universe. Ah, see, there you go. That doesn't so. uh, that doesn't resonate with me at all for any reason. It's just boring to me. For some reason, the Ultimate Universe, I, I didn't want anything to do with it. I still don't. But it never bothered me. And, and like it was just oh, OK, they're just doing that. And I don't care, especially when they, when they tackle my favorite characters and they screw them all up. So wait, so essentially, uh, instead of Bruce Wayne, it's now uh, Frank Castle. That's kind of the setup now. Yeah, he's the <laughs> essentially, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, this is such bullshit! I, don't tell people to buy this. Don't I, even. Don't, oh God! I, don't I even would say download if that's the individual. All it is, if it's a if it's a one uh, if it, if it's a one off, and then maybe they'll go back to the the one the the titles that are are worth going back to financially then you know and then everything else is fine in the regular dc universe i say rock on you know no no they're, they're gonna put out 52 of the issue ones right because yeah. all it is is marketing because comics are horrible right and right. then uh and then you get 52 of those and i'm sure there's a graph out there that has the exact cutoff line that okay if this one sells x amount of issues we keep it on the issue one if this one sells x amount of ball we'll drop it and they're going to keep about eight different titles going out of the 52 based off the issue ones and then drop everything else and keep the universe going until those sales fade ah fuck this i'm throwing everything at the wall that. and see what sticks <laughs> Yes, exactly. However, if they completely ditch their existing DC universe, as jacked up yeah. as it is, you know, because the you know fucking uh, Final Crisis and everything else, I, if they if they completely ditch it, I will be pissed because there's been a lot of cool things going on, Batman Incorporated, and all the Green Lantern bullshit. There's a lot of great things to read in the DC universe as it exists today. 
Uh, I, all I my like knowledge it. of it comes from the Dini stuff, the, the animated stuff. That's all my knowledge of DC is the, DC, the, the Dini animated tunes. And then, like, I know, like, one Green Lantern storyline, the one where uh, his hometown gets destroyed and then he recreates it with his powers. That's the only one I know, and I dug that one. Kevin, oh, what story is this? Door right now? What? <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting Carl. Hang on. Carl! <laughs> that was a coincidental timing for the Meatwad voice. Meatwad? <laughs> I'm sorry. Getting Carl on. Carl is the guy who originated the comics online because he used to own a comic shop in San Diego and bought the domain name. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so that's where a lot of the main comic people from this website got together based on the fact that they used to all go to this same comic book shop that was very 90s comic shoppy where people just went there. Right, Kevin? Uh, you are correct. Bought copies of Wildcats? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what happened there. And then complained about them and kept buying them. <laughs> hello? <laughs> Such a booming Hello. All right. All right. Well, I wasn't sure if my mic was working. Editing. All right. Carl, what what are your thoughts on this whole DC starting over a separate Flash-based universe on issue one? Carl loves the Flash, so I'm interested in hearing what he has to say. I haven't heard enough about it to have an opinion. I mean, depending on what they do, um, it could be good. But I remember the last time they were going to reset everything zero hour where they basically screwed up good characters like Hawkman who had a good run going and did absolutely nothing to, to Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman. So, Are they launching all this in time for con? Is that the big plan so they can have a billion no, panels this, based on this? No, this is, the, the, I think it's August 31st. There's going to be, I think one issue. Yeah. One so they can put all the previews out of every panel. Yeah. Yeah, and then, but it's it's going to be, I guess in September will be everything's going to start off with the number one, all the all the superhero stuff. I don't think this affects Vertigo. Yeah. So what I was just saying was, if if they are doing this like an Ultimate Universe, then I'm all for it. But if they're doing this and they're going to permanently replace the existing DC universe, I say I call bullshit and I am not interested in moving on with it. I'll take my seating torrents elsewhere, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my only knowledge of the Flash continuity comes from the terrible TV show from 1990. Terrible? I like that TV <laughs> show. I don't know. With, uh, what was that guy? The, the Dawson, Dawson's Creek's dad? Yeah, something Wesley Ship. What the hell was his name? Uh, yeah, uh, John Wesley Ship. That guy. Yeah. He, he played a good Barry Allen. I thought it was good too. The costume wasn't so bad. Just I, I remember the villains being terrible, and it was just it wasn't it wasn't good. That's true. Flash. I thought his acting and the costume were fantastic. In fact, that's that's one of my favorite uh, co- comic book character real life costumes that I've seen. It wasn't bad. It was like felty, like like a velvet flash suit or something. Right, and it you know, and it had the great uh, I don't know pre molded muscles, and I was like, hey, I want one like that because uh, I don't think I can work out that hard. Ever. I get my Hanes shirt with pre-molded guts. They're pretty <laughs> Sweat stains. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm like, I'm I don't know if I can drink that much beer. <laughs> I was thinking about seeing uh, X-Men First Class tomorrow. I'm going to be in Minneapolis. I have to go do something and fly in their state and then fly back on Monday. And I was like, you know, while I'm out there, I'll go see that movie. 
I suppose it's getting great reviews, but the continuity on that still bothers me, the, how they've mixed everything up. And I, I don't care if they're going to relaunch the movies. It's just having uh, fucking Havoc be older than Cyclops. It, it, that doesn't ring true to me at all unless there's some sort of deeper continuity where he actually was. Oh, like they didn't screw the continuity up in, continuity up in the first three movies? Oh, I know. I, I agree with you 100% on that. It's just it's, I, I, They're doing the costumes. They're doing it all. It's like if you're going to relaunch it, why not relaunch it with a clean slate? And, you know, kill Gwen Stacy, you know, you know what I mean? Well, the thing yeah, is, that, that was my it's, thing it's as well. It's, it's not a relaunch. This is a like a it's like a prequel. Sure, yeah. but they're 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 not saying if they're actually going to do the sequel movies again now. Now they're saying they might sequelize this and do two or three of these and then somehow bridge them. But I don't think you can. I don't. I don't think you can't. How do you explain going from like you know the blue and yellow costumes to the stupid black leather? Like it just these seem more somehow. That seems like a higher evolved movie, but it's supposed to take place thirty years before the other movies. They're going to have Mysterio roll in and just be like, the entire audience was fooled, like an old man Logan-style twist. Well, when I heard, I heard the news about the villain, they're like, oh, the villain's going to leave fans like, oh, it's going to be so great. It's like, oh, it's Sebastian Shaw. It's like, cool. I thought you were talking about Mr. Sinister or something cool, you know, but there's, there's, you're just going like a dude again. I don't know, it doesn't sit with me. I don't, but it's supposed to be great, so maybe I'll end up loving it. I got the the confirmation text from Nomad saying it was the greatest comic movie ever, which is always surprising when he likes anything. I keep hearing that. (laughs) I got that from him him too last night. Yeah. So so I don't know. I I I I was totally planning on going for free through Comics Online for the Comics Online official sneak preview, but then I got Corolla tickets and I said, "Fuck it." So, so Carl, I can comment what do you think on of X-Men Corolla's First effect on X-Men First Class. I haven't seen it yet. We're going tomorrow. Holy crap. I thought this was going to be our X-Men First Class uh, podcast. Apparently, we're going to have to save <laughs> until next next week. What's weird is a decade ago, I would have yeah. been there opening day. I was there for X-Men, the first movie. And I, I hated that the first time. Then I eventually grew on me and accepted it. But my, my initial reaction was not good. I, I, I was waiting for that moment. I'm not a fan of the first three movies. I mean, you know, I liked to go see them, and you know, but well, Vaughn was supposed to do three, but they brought him on with only a year left in production. It was already moving forward. Basically, stayed on long enough to get his buddy Vinnie Jones the job as Juggernaut, and then he bailed and did that fruity Stardust movie, and then you know, Brett Ratner did three, and we all had to watch that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we had to watch it, but that was an abortion. Just gone with with any existing X Men continuity, any 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 team that ever existed, I would have been okay with that. Or or a, a brand new team that happened, you know, slightly into the future that did, didn't quite yet exist, but could exist. But no, they had to go and get everybody the wrong ages, and uh, it pissed me off. And I thought, you know, with this. Um, you know, my initial reaction, without uh, spoiling it for you three, is that uh, this is one of the top five comic movies of all time. We said that about Thor last week. Did they I hint know. at anything? Like, you give us a hint on that. Did they hint at anything bigger, like more ominous in terms of villains? I mean, that's what that's my problem with the X-Men movies is they, they simplify everything and then they kill everybody off. And it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's 30 stories you can tell. Stop, stop rushing through this so quickly. You I'm know, hoping that I, I felt that the pacing of the story was was fine. This was this is the best told story, even though it doesn't make any sense comics wise. Okay, I mean, but at the end we see apocalypse. That's basically what I'm asking. No, 
And in fact, oh, oh and by the way, don't bother staying till after the credits. There is no after the credit scene. This is Fox, not Marvel Studios. Yeah. yeah so I always, <laughs> I love Apocalypse, but I feel like Apocalypse on screen would look like a uh, like he's in blackface with his lips and stuff. Well, they're doing Thanos. Horribly Thanos. insensitive. They're doing Thanos for uh, for yes, Avengers. But, but that Are makes they really. Sense. Yeah, that's why that's why the Infinity Gauntlet is in Thor, and uh, that's going to be the the they think it's going to be a secret ending, or it's just going to be like a hint of him at the end, and it's going to be like, well, Thanos is coming down for the second Avengers movie, and that's you're going to have to deal with him in the Infinity Gauntlet, which is interesting because Iron Man was supposed to build to that. Infinity Gauntlet was in it. Apparently so, yeah. Oh, the Cosmic Cube was in it at the end. Yeah, apparently the the Infinity Gauntlet appears in Loki's war chest, so it's much like the Predator skull in or the Alien skull in Predator Two. But no, no, it was, oh, okay, because the cosmic cube was at the at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, that's, that's the context of Captain twist. America coming out because yeah, and know, also the scrolls. And I read skulls and have the cosmic cube as per Red Skull really having a boner for the cosmic cube. But yeah, that makes the sense. But the force, yeah, but the foreshadowing at the end of uh, Captain America is going to foreshadow what the Avengers is about, right? Apparently so, yeah, that there's going to be even more bridging, but I, I think the Infinity Gauntlet's the most interesting part, because the scrolls, I don't know, it's, it seems cool, and I love that they're bringing aliens in, but I want them to, I want them to fast forward through that part, especially want, if they get really ultimately with it, like the Ultimate Universe, I want them to get through that as quickly as possible. If they make a movie with scrolls, I demand that there's, you know, the, uh, the Grand That's Morrison. the Avengers, man, that's the Avengers that have scrolls, that's, that's it. But the, 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 the uh, fucking... Apparently so, yeah. That's what that's what the whole plot's gonna be about. Yeah, the Thanos is gonna be the teaser for volume two. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's that's the word on it. That's that's some of some of it's already been confirmed through script leaks, and some people won't like uh, comment on. It, but they say yeah, it's, it's all true. But it doesn't really matter. I thought it was gonna be a Loki thing. Apparently, Loki's the main bad guy, but he's he brings the scrolls to Earth because I don't think I don't think Loki works as a villain. He didn't work for a villain as a villain for me in Thor. It was just like oh well, it's not that intimidating. It's oh, that's Thor's bicurious yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a kind of a cool green costume. It looks like he's like he stole some parts off a lotus or something, but I don't. But really seriously, like greatest movie ever is you get the Grant Morrison scroll, scroll kill crew or whatever from the '90s. Remember? Uh huh. And then and then just while the Avengers comes out, give the rights to that just for free to Lloyd Kaufman and just have the trauma scroll kill crew as uh-huh. like a companion piece, even if it's like a DVD extra, that would be the greatest movie of all time. Just them riding around in motorcycles and kicking heads in, all trauma style. Wow, that... You're a fucking genius, dude. Thank I don't you. know if I've said this before, but you are a fucking genius. Nothing would fit better than that combination, just trauma and that scroll kill crew, which is Mark Miller and Grant Morrison wrote it together, which... <laughs> how does that take two people? But it's so good. I don't know. And they Captain America shows up in the Scroll Kill Crew uh, little run. They could they could have Cap in there. I don't know how they're gonna fit all in. They're like one movie, the Avengers movie. You know, they're gonna have to have all the characters somehow team up and then have some sort of a battle with Loki and then some sort of battle with the Scrolls. And it's all gotta fit under two hours. And oh, I kind of hope that it doesn't. I hope it. I hope it's a fucking. I hope so too. I, I love it. Fucking, you know, bring it, it works bring flawlessly in Spider-Man Three. Flawlessly. Well, exactly. you know, <laughs> there's good things about Spider-Man Three and bad things. Like it's a terrible. It is a bad movie. Like I find myself trying to go back and appreciate. It. I'm like, oh god, I'm just gonna fast forward to parts I like. They nailed the church bell sequence, and they nailed elements of Venom, and they nailed elements of Sandman too. But the rest, and you know, the rest of it kind of sucks. You know what? I thought that that movie really worked if you cut out everything that involves Venom whatsoever. 
See, I love the Venom stuff because I, I thought I thought Topher Grace, while he didn't have the physicality, he did a great Eddie Brock, like early '90s Eddie Brock. You know, the straight up the same thing they did in the animated series. Even I thought he was really good at that, and I thought the the whole alien teeth thing they kind of fucked up, but the, the costume itself and like the size of Venom compared to Spider Man that worked, and then their their fighting worked, and the church bell sequence to me was the only reason I went and saw it. like that that when they showed that trailer, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be good. All right. <laughs> After all, you're taking it. You just kind of, yeah. I mean, well, because it's like I, I just, I, I really did not like that, that, that movie. But I mean, I, I'm glad to hear that it hit home with somebody. You know, with the Venom just, thing. just it, it got, it, they nailed the the Venom part. There wasn't enough for me, and I also wish they would have just saved it for another movie. But it just, it's like at least somebody got on screen before I died in some sort of untimely car accident. <laughs> So what uh, can I ask? What 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 you're traveling to? Uh, what'd you say, Minneapolis? Oh, I gotta go to Minneapolis. Uh, my girlfriend's doing an internship for the summer, so I'm gonna help her uh, move into her apartment and then get back here in time for work on Monday. Gotcha. And, oh, that and sounds where miserable. Where are you out of, uh, right now? I'm in Chicago right now, so I'm hop on a plane, get off the plane, rent a car, and then uh, hopefully get on a plane the next day right back. But nothing ever goes to plan, so we'll see what happens. I've been yeah, moving Comics for the last Online month. podcast is generally a uh, multi-city deal. So, yeah, I'm in uh, St. Louis uh, area, and obviously Dune's in San Diego, and Carl's in Boise, Idaho. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so we I are. I don't believe Dune's where he says he is. He's a weird guy. Yeah. I'm in Mission Valley now. I can look at the 805 from here. It's a beautiful view of the freeway. Wow. Yeah. You used to have such a great view, and now you've got... Oh, wait, no, you didn't. No, that no, was your neighbor. No, gravel, just gravel is all I could see. <laughs> oh God, I hate my life. Now I'm in classy town. Yeah, you do live in classy town. I can't wait to go. Yeah, there's spare rooms and shit. There's room to do stuff. I'm not gonna get robbed. There's like the crime rate's insane. I went from like. Like I was about to go. I said the crime rate's insane, and my mind's like, point out the fact that there's all white people here. And I was like, damn it! <laughs> like, Your inner racist. Yes, yes. My outer racist is more comical, but my inner racist is like burning crosses. <laughs> oh, uh, bad times. Bad times. So uh, yeah. So 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 Dune said that, that we've got some additional. Um, uh, podcasting topics here today. Uh, what were those? I don't know. I'm not near my computer because I'm laying on my sweet futon and drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon and eating some hot carrots and spraying myself with some ice water. All right. So we got uh, Sex Men, Worst Ass. Uh, your yeah. vote, vote was for Beast. Yeah, yeah. It's, and- it's just really hairy and there's dingleberries. <laughs> Santa Claus, uh, <blue> mouth. <laughs> yes, exactly. And to spoil things for you, by the way, we start out with uh, regular old Hank McCoy Beast, um, who looks like, I don't know, he looks like uh, he could be Jared Padalecki's younger brother or something. I don't know who the hell the guy actually is. But, uh, and then we've got, uh, the point is, he he does become Blue Beast um, in this comic, or uh, this uh, movie. Does he look it, better than X Men Three Beast? Does he does he look better physicality wise? Did you get at the design room better? Mm, no, pretty much the same. Yeah. Cat like. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was weird. That's the astonishing X Men one. That that's kind of that's yeah. the yeah, that's the that's the weed and they, they mixed everything up with that fucking X Men Three douchebags. 
Yeah, I hate Joss Whedon. No, the weed's good. We, the comic, the comic, the Stodgy X Men comic's great, but the, the X Men Three is just just bullshit. They they, they they multiple man was in that, and there was like they, they said they were like, oh, Mega Red's gonna be in it, but really it was some guy uh, playing Spike, which is some fruity character. Remember he was throwing the spikes out of his arms, and like really yeah, this yeah. is that's what I'm paying to watch some dude running the woods throwing spikes. I forgot hmm. about the old Jamie. No, I, just, I want to see there. goofy costumes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see more goofy costumes and elaborate scenarios and bizarre aliens, and I want to see the cool shit, not the. You want 1992 Marvel? Yes, all, all the time. Yes. Yeah, good. Well, really, all what I, I felt what I was hoping being is that this was set in the '60s. Is I wanted to see it, um, you know, with the original five, you know, and Xavier and Magneto. Yeah. Um, or Xavier and Magneto, as they're said on uh, in, in the movies. And the cartoon, which is what taught me how to say uh, Magneto. I always said Magneto before the cartoon, but uh, I, I'll never not say Magneto. So uh, yeah, I and then all then I, all the old yeah. But it's funny because that just describes how uh, genius the old comics were of of Magnet. Oh, yeah. Well, but on the old, uh, was it? Was the, I think Magneto was on like a Spider Man, his Amazing Friends, or maybe it was just one of the old Fantastic Four. It was something from like a '60s or '70s Marvel show, and they actually they called him Magneto on that as well. It was, it was one of those shows he didn't belong on. I think he was on like a Fantastic Four, and uh, it's like, well, why, why is he fighting the Fantastic Four? He's Magneto. He's the X Men villain. But I'm pretty sure that's where it was, and they also called Magneto on that too. So I remember seeing that as a kid and going, "All right, yeah, it's Magneto. I'm right." And 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 also it's Ryu, not Rue or whatever they call. Him. Who calls him anything what? but Ryu? I don't. I've heard people call. I've heard people always say, uh, "Oh, it's Rue," and they're like, "No, no, it's Ryu," and they're like, "No, no, no, it's Rue." Or like a Blanca Blanca debate that always goes on. Oh. I've never heard Blanca. You never heard Blanca? No. <laughs> I did tap the fuck out of some A as a kid playing him when all the good kids were playing. <laughs> it, it is tapping the fuck out of A doing the uh, the the electricity thing. Yeah, we just sit there when you're either him or E-Honda, and you just tap buttons, and you don't really hurt anyone, but no one can hurt you, and really no one has any fun. Yeah, you're a button masher, a jerk. Yeah, unless you're you're the M. Bison, where you just go back and forth doing that little spinny, electrifying move through the air. Mm -hmm. That's such a douche move. I'm going to start doing that. I hate (laughs) one-on-one fighting games. I I really, yeah, I I bought Marvel's Capcom 3. I was like, you know what? I I don't care if I've given up on this this style of gameplay. I'm going to get into it. I'll play online. It'll be fun. And you go to play online. If you beat somebody, they they, they write you a message whining and screaming about how you cheat. And if you don't beat somebody, then they write you a message about how you're such a loser and you can't beat them. It's like, well, what, which is it, assholes? And then also, like, I refuse to touch the Capcom character, so I've had this game for, like, five months. I've never played as anybody from Capcom, only Marvel. Caleb plays online. Oh, really? I'm sure he's called you a faggot. Yeah, I've heard it a few times. This is great. I always write back. I write write back the response like, what kind of a person are you? And then it it devolves into the worst things you could say to another human being. Uh, I I enjoy those conversations much more than the actual gameplay. It's like, really, you had to take time out to to write this to me? I'm going to let you know how angry I am about it. Let's see who gets banned from PlayStation Network first. Apparently everyone's banned. Uh, you know what I just I, I just read on IMDb. I, I figured we could go through the characters that are actually in this, um, and I, I was thinking for a little while that one of Sebastian Shaw's uh, henchmen uh, was Whirlwind, but apparently he's Riptide. You remember Riptide? He was like uh, American Gladiator. 
No, no. <laughs> he, I don't remember one of the uh, during the uh, mutant massacre. He was the guy with the with the gay ass white and green suit, and he had, and you know he, I don't know. He he did similar similar things to, uh, I don't know. I, I was I was thinking maybe it was an avalanche or somebody. You know, I was like, I, well, it's not whirlwind. It's like somebody who can you know manipulate stuff. But then I saw also it was Riptide, and I was like, oh, they got a transformer in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, so you've got him and you've got Emma, Emma Frost. You know, January Jones, as we've seen for a while, um, who was pretty good. As, Wait, was as Emma Frost evil? I, I would have liked. She was actually kind of. She was in there a lot, and I think she would have been. I, I'm not sure. I mean, she's a good actress and all, but I'm not sure that the direction she was given was uh, really toward the uh, the comic book style of uh of, of the white queen i think uh she was kind of kind of subservient or actually she was very subservient um more so than she would have been um in the comics uh to sebastian shaw Wait, was she, she was evil her. though yeah what's that she was actually evil in this one finally oh yeah uh, people, people yeah. are shitting on her because a lot of people don't think she is that good of an actress like after her snl and then also her character of madman's kind of a one note uh, they're saying that she did the same thing here, and then people were defending like, "Oh, she's supposed to be the ice queen. She's supposed to be kind of a cunt." And I, I think she's she's just a cunt. Uh, she my she wasn't cunty enough, frankly. I, really? I wish she were cuntier. Well, that's interesting. I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out and see what I like or I don't like. It just seems like a really simple, contained story where it's like, "Okay, I'm going to see five mutants who don't matter because they can't get other people and they have to sit in this weird time. It just, it doesn't, I don't know, that's what kind of bothers me about it. But everything I, else, I was really was happy to, uh, to see it, you know, and it would, like I say, it's, it's something that you, you, uh, wouldn't have written based on the comics, but actually, you know, it, it ends up being a really satisfying story. If you can divorce yourself from the comics for a little while. Mm. Is, she, um, does she, is there like a weird lingering stare between her and Cyclops in it? Cyclops is not in it. No. What? what? Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. There's I mean, no they Cyclops have, in it. Yeah, they have his brother Havoc, who's played as an older character. Cyclops isn't even made mention of, I don't think, which is no. bizarre. He was in Wolverine Origins, which is supposed to take place sometime in the 70s, but also has a bunch of gaffes continuity-wise. So it's just a bizarre thing now where he's the older brother, but then if they're parachuting to safety and he injures himself trying to save him, it's like, wait a minute, who injured who? You know, it doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Uh, yeah, it was crap. Anyway... Um, and then uh, the be- the guy playing the beast was pretty great. Um, like I say, the beast uh, makeup once he becomes blue is not that great, but it really it's only at the very end of the film, so who cares? Um, and then uh, Angel Salvador, uh, who was in Grant Morrison's new X Men for a short time in the uh, what ninety eight ninety eight ish ninety eight ninety nine two thousand ish yeah. Um, where they got the black suits that they wore in the fucking movies and ruined shit. Right. Uh, she was all right. She wasn't great. She wasn't bad. Uh, you know, whatever. I, I didn't care. I just, you know, she was forgettable. I like that the movies have the shitty costumes because Grant Merritt Morrison, I'm sure, argued that they need to be in fetish wear. And they had to decide <laughs> on the leather ones. And he's like, no, I need them. I need at least three transvestites. Because <laughs> of its being Grant Morrison, and then they had to decide on those ones. What about the blue and yellow costumes? They have, look like they're an interesting material. Like they have like hold, like yeah, mesh so almost. What they were is because they they were actually functional. 
the uh, because of the fact that they were in that supersonic jet, they were in the uh, the X whatever the uh, the original um, uh, pre-release version of the Blackbird. Um, they they needed uh, suits to to deal with uh, the pressures and all of that, and so that's what they're wearing. Huh. So they explain it away, but they also keep the cool design. What about Magneto? The guy who plays Magneto, he was good. Uh, he was really good. Uh, you know, I, he he doesn't look. You know, I mean, who who looks like you know the the Ian McKellen, right? But uh, he was excellent. I I didn't see anything. I mean, he his motivation was good, and and I'm talking about both the uh, the kid version of him and the adult version of him, uh, which are both in this film. Yeah, they, well, they the redo Holocaust the thing was really well done. Yeah, they, with. They, they, they re they retry the Holocaust thing. When they do that, does it play exactly like the first movie? Like, is it the same, you know, camera angle and all that, or do they go with the the same idea but redo it to their own design? Uh, I don't know why, but took, the Holocaust kind of bumps uh, me out. The same scene. It was as if they used the same set pieces. They stood the the people in the same spots, and they used a slightly different camera angle, or in fact, a couple of different camera angles, and expanded on that scene and told you the story that happened right after that. Hmm. So they they lost a lot of origin stuff for X Men One and Two. I think they when they did the X Men One Point Five DVD, they included some of it. But I think for X Men Two, they were going to do a Scott Summers origin and a Storm origin, which I think they shot partially parts of one or the other. But I can't remember what it is. But they never saw the light of day. And I was wondering. There what is those... a there is a Storm uh, cameo in this one. Yeah, it is a, just a flash when the and and she's uh, working at Seven Eleven. Slight spoiler here, Hey-o. but. Uh, uh, Professor X uses the um, uh, Cerebro for the first time and goes and finds the mutants. And, okay. Uh, and Storm is one of them. All right, that's interesting. But you don't get any glimpse of the Shadow King, do you? Because that's, like that's, that's one of my least favorite storylines. I know they'll eventually put in a movie and it's a waste of $200 million. I, I agree. And, uh, no, Storm is just a kid, and they just kind of breeze past her. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the legit cameos in this are of course uh, Wolverine and uh, Rebecca Romaine. Ah, Wolverine, where does he? Well, how's that, how's that cameo work? Spoil it for me. I don't care. I want to hear it. <laughs> All right. So the cameo for Wolverine, you know, they they decide. Okay, well, the Hellfire Club is is gathering up mutants. Well, fuck this. We're going to gather up mutants. So they go and find some mutants, and so they they go and uh, and Xavier and and uh, Eric, you know, walk into a bar, and there's Wolverine, and they're like, so Professor hey, X and Logan. Magneto walk into a bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and uh, they have a short exchange, and that's that. That's the last you see of him. <laughs> he basically tells him to fuck off, come back in 30 years. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm going through fact, my uh, control shit right now, bub. It, was the, it seemed like that was the reason they got their PG-13, was Wolverine dropping the F-bomb. Oh, yeah, he literally tells them to fuck off. Oh, no, yeah, he literally tells them to fuck <laughs> off. Oh, Jesus. All right, I have to see this movie now. Yeah, it's... It's quality, I'm telling you. How does Rebecca Romaine fit in? Is she just some chick with him, or does she, they show a girl a mistake? Well, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, for, so forgive me, I am spoiling some more shit right now. So uh, I'm excited. <laughs> so Mystique is played by this girl called uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who was in uh, Winter's Bone and a few other things. She is smoking hot. Oh, apparently she was like the daughter on the Bill Ingvall show. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sure yeah. everyone's watched that, right? <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> anyway, Carl this girl chimes in is perfectly. really good looking, and uh, she plays the the teen Raven. Originally, Mystique shows up um, as a kid when Xavier's a kid, and then uh, you know they meet, and so they're pals all their life. Um, she she basically becomes uh, Charles' sister, um, and you know he like adopts her. And, uh, anyway, <laughs> at some point, uh, she is seducing someone. I'll keep it as, uh, less than spoilery as possible, but she's seducing someone who says, uh, you're a little young. And then she becomes, uh, Rebecca Romaine instead. <laughs> it's like, how's this? That, that's, that's really bizarre. It doesn't quite make sense, like, how she would do that, how she'd predict what she's like as an adult, but that, uh. I dig that. That's really interesting. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, beyond that, we had Azazel, who uh, in the comics is uh, Kurt's dad, Nightcrawler's dad, um, along with Raven, um, supposedly. What about when Xavier's a kid and she, like, breaks into his, like, house, the mansion, whatever? Uh, do they show, like, his sick mom? Do they show he has an evil stepdad and a stepbrother who's a prick? Like, do they, they tease Juggernaut, or do they just leave they all that out? didn't, unfortunately. I was kind of upset about that. I would, really would have liked to have seen a kid Juggernaut. Yeah, like, like you know, in, in, like, some sort of military program or something, some boarding school or something. No, he just lives <laughs> in the X-Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he would, because it's yeah, his family home. No, exactly. But they could have just shown him, like you know, coming in for a minute, like like the evil stepdad, like sending him away, and Xavier getting to live there, and like showing the resentment. Or they could have done like thirty seconds. Yeah, I think that I think you see uh, his mother in there slightly, but oh well, you know what? Actually, you you don't ever see his mother. You see Mystique playing his mother. Weird. Yeah. So when he first encounters her. He's like, uh, who are you? She's like, oh, it's your mom. Hi, can I make you something? And uh, he's like, look, first of all, my mother would never be in the kitchen, much, much less. You know, my, my mother's a, a rich snob. She would never even step, step foot in the <laughs> kitchen. And the only thing she would ever offer me was to offer to uh, get the servants to get me something. So even that, I know you're not her. And beyond that, you know, I can read your mind. <laughs> okay, I have to see this tomorrow now. It's fucking great. I'm telling you. But the pro- the problem is there's not going to be a follow up for two years. That, that's what always gets me with these. Is as soon as they they do something cool for you and like lead you to a cool spot, then you have to wait two years and you don't know if they're going to be able to even match that quality. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so you got Azazel, who is like I say, you know, a, a teleporting, you know, demon looking guy uh, who dresses real sharp and actually looks just fucking awesome. He's. Uh, uh, Jason Fleming, who uh, he's in that uh, British that BBC series Primeval. Uh, he's been in a few other things. Here is where we realized the echo was annoying and attempted to reset. All right, is Kevin back? I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 what just happened? I think I me and you are the last two people on the planet. Oh, our guys there. Carl's, Carl's there. Still there. Has anybody ever told Carl he's like the dad on Fresh Prince of Bel Air? So I'm like, Carl? who? The the dad on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. James Avery. Yep. I recently sent him a fan mail <laughs> a year ago. I drew a picture of him drunk and punching out a cop. 
Better that actually than Carlton. Happens. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a very commanding voice. Thank when you. Talks, thank I, you. Yeah, when you talk, I want to, like, get my act right. You know, I want to ship shape. Ah, <laughs> fuck. It just disappears. What the fuck? I don't know how we're still talking without him. I don't know. Well, like, cut out, and then it's, it, I get this thing on Skype going... Something, there's a problem with your call. We'll try to get it back. And I'm like, oh, hell. So I tried to close it out. And all of a sudden, there you guys are with no Kevin. Yeah, I don't know how that works out. What if you've heard your friend die in some sort of bizarre home invasion? <laughs> Did you hear uh, the last Stanhope on uh, Howard Stern from a while back? I did not, know. Uh, it was good, but his uh, girlfriend, Bingo, was talking about how, she, like, the two times she's cheated on him, and one of them, she, like, was so drunk she didn't know she cheated on him, but had Skype going, and her friend watched her cheat on him and told her. <laughs> it was a good story. I just saw Stanhope on Sunday, and then fucking Corolla on Thursday. Stanhope's life is very sad. I love Stanhope. So amazing. Probably the, this the time is probably the Probably the best stand-up show I've ever been to. I think this is the fourth time I've seen him, but uh, Sunday was amazing. He does not like Dr. Drew. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But it's, it's it's based off of, like, faulty info. And when people do that, when they attack Drew, it's like, oh, come on, stop screaming about how you're a drug addict. It makes you seem stupid. I did appreciate his uh, his long explanation of, of, uh, <laughs> of saying that, okay, so addiction's a disease, okay, we, we've established that, and then the cure you give for it is the 12-step program, which is 100% based on God. So it's a disease that can only be cured by God. Like, the, the, the logic of from one thing to the next, which really is what 12-step is, but, uh, yeah. Can you hear me now? Oh, great. Oh, great. Yes, yes, we can. Sorry. Shit. What? Am I, hmm. am I uh, echoing? Nope. Nope. Oh, Me and Dune are going to talk only at the same time from now on. <laughs> Hang on, let me try this. Yeah. Oh, damn it, I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> what about now? Where'd you go? Can you hear me now? Wait, are you trying to make it worse now? <laughs> no, but can you hear me? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yes, oh. yes. Was it, is it worse, though? No, 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 it's good. You're good. You sound better. Fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck, I sound good on my own show. Cunt. <laughs> I worked so hard to fuck that up. I don't understand. I just pretend all my edits all come right, from so. inside a tape deck and then nobody can complain. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so those 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 tape deck sounds on your show are not real? That's just a, a clip? The clip I recorded from my own tape deck, yeah. Nice. I couldn't I could some of those edits are really complicated. You could it'd be really hard to do on an old tape deck, but you technically could. But that's why I won't multi track audio because you can't do that. Like you have to have really complicated setup to do on tape decks. So that's why I like to leave it that way so people can go, Oh, uh, theater of the mind. Your fucking editing kills me, though, sometimes. I'll be listening to something, and you'll end that section, and they'll go on to the new segment, and you'll do the, uh, like, five-second fade-out, and I'll listen to it while driving and slowly fade up the volume while it's fading out. I'm like, what what do they have to say now? Uh, He's about to get into another subject. And then it'll be incredibly loud tape duck sound. 
Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 I, my goal, I really just want to put the whole episodes in, but you just, I just can't do it. So when I, I just sneak that on the fly sometimes, but usually it's, it's just clips. So, you know, it's, it's all a matter of not getting the show shut down. And I'm in a weird spot where they so can't take So we're talking show. about your show, let's, let, let's go into that for a second. Uh, sure. So, so you went uh, fully Giovanni into announcer has voice. A, uh, has a show, the Get It On podcast. Can you describe it a little bit for us? Yeah, it's uh, the way I described it to Adam when I first told him about Adam Carolla. It's it's basically like me taking it's the it's the podcast audio equivalent of me taking his old photos and cutting out everybody else and then inserting myself. And that's kind of what it is. It's uh, it's old <laughs> clips. It's old. It's old Loveline clips I've sourced or other fans have sourced. Um, lots of them from tape, like we have you know thousands of tapes. So sometimes I will actually just rip a fresh recording from a tape and put it on there. And then sometimes I'll include uh, from the beyond is what we call it. But that's his radio show or stuff on the podcast. And uh, it's, you know, the episodes were shorter, like an hour and a half, two hours. Now they can basically run from two hours to six or nine. They don't typically, but they can. So it's a really kind of a bizarre thing. And uh, it's it's I guess so the it started first out episode I ever listened to. Uh, the, I, I hadn't heard of your podcast before, but Dune said, "Hey, sure. I'm, I'm I'm on this new pod or I'm on this podcast for the first time, and uh, you got to listen to it." So I'm like, "Great!" So I go and download it, and he was actually on another one as well that was uh, pretty short. I download it, and I'm like, I look, you know, quick look at my phone on the way, uh, you know, on the way uh, jumping in the car because I have this hour commute, right? So I'm like. Oh, it's only eight minutes. Oh, okay, no problem. And this must go right into the interview with him. And I'm listening to it and listening to it. And I'm like, this has been lo- longer than eight minutes. And I look down. And it's like eight hours. Are oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. If I try to shorten However, it now, people, I did listen people yell to at me. every second of that podcast, and it was pretty entertaining. Although I wish, it, you know, frankly, as, as entertaining as Adam Carolla can be. I, you know, I kind of like your your bits better. I mean, they were obviously newer and you know fresher. Well, I get, I get that too, but it, the show wasn't really about me having a show. Like people were asking me to do it for a while, and I was hesitant because every time I do anything, people go, "Oh, he's a self promoting, or he has he's trying some agenda. He wants to publicize." Like I'm, I have so much self hatred, I would never want to be the star of anything, and I don't really want to pursue a career in this. So the show was kind of just a dead end, and I was doing it for other you know big fans. And then as, as I did it more and more, I realized that the people who were listening were fans who hadn't heard a lot of this. So it was more like like Adam Carolla 101. And that people appreciate that. And if I try to shorten the episodes or change the format as much as I've already changed it, people freak out on me. So it's this weird thing now where it's like, hey, man, I'm in the Outback driving seven hours. You better have an eight-hour show so I can listen the whole time. It's like, well, geez, if I was in Outback, I'd probably want eight hours of love lines. That probably sucks. So I'm in that weird Except spot. Except for now. everything that you do, no matter what post it is, and no matter what it is, you always get what you really do want in life, which is the uh, you either want five stars or one star. You know, you don't want a bunch of two, threes, and fours in life. You know, I, I'd, pre- I'd prefer a lot of threes. If I just had a lot of threes, I'd be okay. Oh, that's horrible. That's exact opposite of what you want. Uh, what the average person wants, but I don't want that. I don't, I don't really want attention from people, let alone people who you know have their their, their own agenda, and their own logic, and they base everything on this. And you know, it was this weird thing I've encountered where people will be like, "Oh, he's gay for Adam Kroll, or he's this or that." It's like it's like, no, no, uh, I hang out with Adam sometimes. It's perfectly normal. But you're you're issuing these like insults. Perhaps you're gay for Adam Kroll. And the more I think about it, a lot, the more the closer I get in the inner circle, the the meaner and louder some people get in the, the fan community. It's like. 
do you just want to blow them or i mean will that calm you down i mean, that's really what it feels like now it's but you're really... so polarizing on and everything like when you're a guest on the show the comments of the page are like i love giovanni i fucking hate that faggot oh he's the best guest it's very insightful what a douchebag it's like every other one and that's you really that you don't like that that's that's always what well, i think is the best i know thing a lot of those world. are from proxy so I, I can't even check those I, I can't even look at comments anymore anymore because it's just you know, it's I want I want to smash my computer and then I sit there for an hour and you know get sad because the internet doesn't have a punch button. And, yeah, uh, you that I can't imagine how that still bothers you though. It, I know, it, it does. I don't know where it comes from, but it really deeply bothers me, especially after Hawaii. That really changed me as a person in the fact that I, I never used to care about the idea of respect, and I still don't. I think I don't know if it's real, but it just it, if you're gonna you know insult me and come at me. It's going to lead to like a physical confrontation, and you're going to try to take my wallet, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and you're not going to get my wallet. And that's basically how everything is in my brain now. Is uh, if somebody's you know attacking me online, I literally want to fly to their home and let them say this to my face, and then let them try to strike me, and then I want to beat the shit out of them in front of their loved ones. You'll and that's literally how I feel. And then your quality of work will just so, degrade so, so every year. Hawaii? I lived there for 17 months. Uh, I did 17 months on that prison island of Oahu. <laughs> Giovanni hates okay. Hawaii and, and live yeah. there. Yeah, it's bad. It's a, it's a really it's a terribly racist, awful place. Were you mugged? Oh no! <laughs> About uh, four or five times a month, somebody would try to rob me, and nobody ever got anything off me. I kept all my stuff in a money clip, and I walked off that island with all my IDs and my cash. So no, I was never mugged, but people tried to, and then I went through two ASP uh, tactical batons while I was on the island, which you're not supposed to be able to technically go through. Nice. So is is that a, nice. is that one of those extendable batons? Yeah, it's a, it's you know exactly SWAT team issue type thing. Yeah, it, it's bad. It, it's a really brutal island. People will try to rob you in broad daylight, middle of the night. You'll see things you never expected to see. It's uh, they, they don't tell you about any of it. And then, it's like yeah. Las Vegas in an island where it's all fun touristy stuff. Except for if you go anywhere away from the touristy area, it's like oh Christ. They actually have a Las Vegas channel <laughs> in Hawaii. 24 hours a day about how to get to Las Vegas if you're living in Hawaii. It's like basically here's this discounted airline, this discounted hotel. If you don't have money, here's how you can do it. There's this weird fetishistic obsession uh, Hawaii has with Las Vegas. So it's weird that you point that out. Well, it's the same thing. It's 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 a lot of meth and it's a lot of tourists, but it's dump bags to facilitate the tourists and the meth. Prostitution and meth. It's uh, the two biggest trades in both places. I know. It's such a great night I have planned tonight. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good times. So, uh, so the third thing we were going to talk about this time was Super. Yes, wow. we never got into Super. I don't know how. I don't know why. But your your story, uh, your story, Kevin, about seeing it was probably the most interesting. Which I is <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell my story first. Um, well, so I, I I forgot that it was coming out. I mean, I went and I got a, a, a press release and posted it on the website. And, uh, and then what else I, I went and, um, uh, and I was like, wow, it's coming out today. And, you know, and I you thought, got oh, irritated by no me about it today and it's actually happening in my city. Oh, and it's only, uh, two, uh, two screenings and James Gunn is actually here. Oh, wow. And I was like, fuck. All right. So I got to go and see if I can get a ticket. And so I, I went, uh, me and Julia went down to, uh, the, um, the Tivoli Theater um, down in uh, this area of, of town in St. Louis called The Loop in this old-fashioned theater. And apparently this is uh, the, the James Gunn um, 
is from here. Yep. And uh, so him and uh, and his parents and uh, his his girlfriend was there as well, who's the the Asian girl in in Super. Yep. Me and Matsuyama uh, were in the movie. Yep. And um, uh, also, uh, what's her name? Pam's parents were also there. Wow. Yeah. I guess uh, the thing on that is they were both born in, like, the same town and raised just, like, a mile or two away from each other, never knew each other while they lived in St. Louis, then met in L.A., got married, like, married six years, and apparently she's the reason he made this script. She was, like, uh, pushing him to produce this now that they're divorced. Apparently they're still really good friends. Yeah, apparently they're still really good friends. If, <laughs> if her parents are going to, to his events. Indeed. You know, without her even being there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so he was there. So we did the we did the screening, and then they did uh, kind of a Q and A, but it was a moderated Q and A, uh, which kind of sucked. It was like the uh, some some local guy who who writes the the, the movie thing for for a uh, newspaper uh, came up and did it, and and he was all right. But it was like it was not one of these things like you know you go to go and see Kevin Smith, and you know oh okay I'm going to go and get in line and think about what I'm going to say. Um, so I, I just didn't even ask anything. Normally, I, I, I do like to, to go and get in on the Q&A, but just that morning, I had listened to him on the uh, on the Nerdist podcast um, with Chris Hardwick and them, and, uh, and so it was like, well, really, all of my questions have already been answered, and so I, I, I was just like, well, screw it. And that's my story. Ah. <laughs> My story was like, oh, man, it's not playing in San Diego. I got to go to my parents' house and use their TV and watch it. So you did the on-demand. Yeah, yeah. At my parents, I had to go drive out to the respectable part of town. It's weird because I was following the production a bit, and I like James Gunn a lot. I loved Slither, and uh, Tromeo and Juliet's a great trauma movie, and I I like everything he's done, like the specials. Oh, it's a great movie, period. You don't have to qualify it with trauma. Yeah, but the, the specials he wrote back in the day, which was a really cool superhero movie that didn't it didn't quite work because of the director and the, the low budget, but the script for it's pretty good. And if you listen to the commentary on the the specials DVD, it's him and actress Paget Brewster, and they're just talking shit about everybody. It's one of the best commentaries I've ever heard in my life. But I've, I've been a fan of the guy, <laughs> so I, I, I went. Movie. Yeah, you should check it out. It's for comics a weird online. Tone. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like a, it's like Mystery Men, but with a budget of like a million dollars as opposed to a hundred million. This is, it, it plays better I'm though. Surprised it's that Mystery Men had that high of a budget. I think it was, I think Mystery Men was like around sixty or seventy, or it was something crazy. But um, they, they, of course, didn't. Wow, I don't that think they was made a it crappy back. movie then. Yeah, it was a piece of shit. But uh, when, I, when I saw this, I did the on-demand thing too, and uh, the HD and the surround sound. I was like, oh shit, this. You know, I'm not really losing anything. Not going to theater, and I was watching it, and it. Uh, the movie's fucking crazy great. I saw it again in Minneapolis. I took my girlfriend. We bought tickets and I, when I was out there like a week later, and uh, we went and saw it in the theater. And I, I got to say, it didn't really make a difference either screening. And the theater was weird because I was laughing out loud at like, all the parts that maybe you shouldn't be laughing. And there was like two other people in the theater, and at first they were kind of uncomfortable. And then they would giggle after I started laughing at something. So it was this weird like thing that happened throughout the movie. The whole movie did have the – it had the uh... – I think I think I mentioned this once on the podcast, even though we didn't talk about it, where it feels like if you gave the trauma people talent and money, which is really, I guess, what it is. But uh, but it, it has the same kind of sense of humor to it, the same kind of gratuitous hilarity, but seriousness. 
Like, remember all the trauma movies kind of tried to make a point about society and nuclear power and some of it was heavy handed and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it definitely had that same vibe to it. But well done and good. Sorry, I've been on a trauma kick lately. No, it had the, like the low budget sensibilities and like the ballsiness and some of the darkness of trauma. But it's very it was very much just James Gunn. And, you know, the movie made me like Rain Wilson, who I, I wasn't a huge fan of. I mean, I dug his character in the office, I guess. But like the rocker was terrible and. You know, I just, I just wasn't, you know, he's kind of a weird guy. If you hear him in interviews, like his whole soul pancake thing. Yeah, his whole weird religious shit. Yeah, but I I, I fucking loved him. I, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever related more to a character in a movie either, which is really sad and depressing. I, I talked about this. <laughs> I talked about this on There Will Be Spoilers, uh, a show that produced by one of the guys who works for Adam. And it's a movie theme show. We were talking about how, how sad it is that I relate to that opening 15 minutes of his life more than anything else in the movie. And also that ending. Which is just, I don't want to give it away, but the ending is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like a heartwarming, depressing scene at once. Yeah, it's heartwarming, but it's ultimately super depressing. You're like, yeah. oh, that he, that other guy gets to, what? No, that's not, what, wait, yeah. no, it's not fair. <laughs> also, <laughs> Sorry. I was the ending with Kevin Bacon is amazing, though. His, Kevin Bacon's final scene is one of my favorite movie, favorite scenes in all of movies. Maybe my favorite Kevin Bacon scene in any movie, but I haven't seen X-Men yet, of course, but... Yeah, you haven't seen X-Men yet. That was pretty fucking good. Unless he gets a knife to the chest like 12 times in X-Men. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, really quick, uh, Chad's trying to get on. Kevin? Oh, is he? All right. And I was laughing. I was thinking about the scene the other day where uh, where you think it's going to be a long montage scene where he's trying to test out weapons and grabs the first wrench and just goes, ah, that'll do. <laughs> like that was one of the best things because all the lead up in the world for like music and him trying things out and everything and it was just so simple and perfect. I, I like that one and I like the I like the, mon- the actual montage they did of him versus the criminals. Uh, yes, the yes, he, he drops the cinder block is probably one of my favorites. I, I was laughing yeah. maniacally in the theater when I had already seen that, but somehow it's still uh, and the no buddy in line too. Oh man, that's so great. Oh, yes, that, that they used as the preview, and you're like, oh, my God, I need to see this now or then. Yeah, and the, the noise of the wrench hitting uh, skulls and having them open is probably the best they've ever used in any movie. Yeah, that is excellent, excellent ultra-violence. Yeah, the Foley work was amazing. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Do you guys see Slither? Have you? Have everybody here seen Slither as well? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the weird brain tentacle thing they had. We've got Chad. Hi. Sorry, I was drinking and forgot to email you guys. Slimy slugs from space. We've got Chad. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's what my ex girlfriends all call me, actually. That's their pet nickname for me. Slimy slug from space. You guys there? (laughs) Shut up, Dean. That wasn't me. That was Giovanni (laughs) Giovanni. Shut up, Giovanni. I don't know you, but We're, we just got onto we just got onto uh, Slither right now. Actually, we're going apparently uh, back through James Gunn's career. Wait, really quick before I go into that, the Toy Collector was seriously like as much as you were just saying the super hit home for you. The Toy Collector was like the sad depiction of my own life and not good. But oh my god, that was the best book I've ever read. Maybe he snorted a lot of cocaine when he worked as an orderly at a hospital. Uh, uh, similar, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really like that book too. But everybody should check out the toy collector. It's just a pain in the ass. You got to pay forty bucks on Amazon to track down a copy. Yeah, I got one that used to be at like a library, but I was actually the hardcover first run. Oh, sweet! Yeah. So you yeah. stole it from a library? 
No, no, no. It was I, I got it online that used Amazon. to be a library copy that apparently no one had ever read. Or I, I, ta- I talked to James. He might have the audiobook rights, and I'm trying to convince him if he does to go record at Adam Carolla's warehouse. If he has audiobook, dude, I still seriously, I I remember I approached him about it and he said no. And I'm like, that book is so good. I seriously want to just record my own audiobook and say fuck it, and then yes. let him let him do his version and not give it out and not put it on torrent sites, but just for myself to listen to and like my close friends and how fucking good that was. I should seriously record the whole audiobook. Yeah, I, I would listen to it too because it's 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 so awesome and it's it's you know I don't like taking my copy anywhere in case I lose it. It's like oh shit, I don't want to be able to get another one. I'm start I'm thinking I might just illegally scan it for myself and just have have an ebook of it just so I, ha- I have that for my own personal you know reasons as well i, I was telling james if, even if he didn't want to record the audiobook to get somebody like you know nathan fillion or somebody else he's worked with a lot, like michael rooker how weird would that be if you had him record the, the god book? do i not want michael rooker reading that <laughs> i know Somehow, it's like, like, it's all about, like vulnerability and request like latching on to the one small joy in your youth and it being a childlike innocence <laughs> while still being a horrible person. And then it's read by someone's like, all right, motherfuckers, I still have this childlike. <laughs> yes, doesn't work out. You know, Michael Rooker does not sound like my inner child. Did you hear him on Doug Benson's podcast with James Gunn? Because that's pretty epic. Yes. He, uh, <laughs> he has no memory of his own career. Yeah, Michael Rooker is a very strange guy. <laughs> you can do it in a small rat's voice. <laughs> is that Carl? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. It's so is funny when you said, is that, Carl, is that Carl from it? I was like, oh, the dad from Family, uh, from Family Matters. <laughs> I was thinking of the dad from Fresh Prince. So every time they talk, I just keep thinking James Avery from Fresh Prince. When you say Carl for some reason, I'm like, oh, old black fat man from a TV show. Old black fat man from a TV show. I watched, I watched this yeah. clip online about hey, the You're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not that old. <laughs> now I feel like I'm Dune's inner racist come to life. Yeah. I like referencing my inner racist. It almost makes me feel less racist if I say, like, well, my inner racist is saying this. Like, well, I only crossed the street because my inner racist said the black guy didn't look trustworthy. Like, my inner racist is busy dead tying some chains <laughs> back of his pickup. Yes. But really, I drive an Accord, and they're not even chains. It's just a rope. <laughs> it's truck nuts. Yes. Oh, God. I'm going to put truck nuts on my 2000 Accord. Hell yeah. <laughs> With my tr- my uh, my Trek Jesus fish, I think they'll go well with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Chad, what were we saying, Zar? Chad. 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 Do we lose? Uh, it? You're breaking up. I, I missed that whole thing you just said. Well, I was just wondering what you <laughs> Chad, were. Chad, did you see X Men? All right. We <laughs> abandoned Chad. Yeah. All right. Abandoning awesome. Chad sounds like a horrible indie movie. <laughs> about the 2000 election in the Florida. <laughs> yes, one man's story about his impact at the 2000 election. <laughs> Finds unrequited love with a volunteer campaign worker. Or a good horror movie, Hanging Chad. <laughs> or a good gay bondage movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Either way, it's Chad. making it in Fangoria. Does Fangoria still exist, Carl? Yes. Is it, is it still bad? As badly good as it ever was. It's, it's hit and miss. I, don't, I mean, I don't buy it anymore. But whenever I go to Barnes & Nobles, I'll always pick it up, you know, with the hopes that it'll have something worth reading in it. 
I think Rue Morgue took over as being a better publication around like 2003 or something like that. So it says, and Carl is really James Avery, and you're playing an elaborate prank on me. I'm going to kill him and beat the shit out of you, dude. <laughs> like, seriously, you should like, go find any animated series you worked on and like volunteer to like, like be hired in as the new voice. Or if like they have to do some old ADR for Fresh Prince, I think you could clean up on this, man. Oh, yeah. Who is James Avery that he plays a voice of that blew my mind when I figured it out? They usually go with, like, ape characters and things that are truly insulting. No, no, but who was he? He was some main character, right? Uh, was it a DC, like a Paul Dini tune, maybe? Fuck, what is it? I, uh, something where I was just like, what? Dark of the Moon, he plays Silverbolt. No, I think I think he, yeah, Silverbolt's in that. Oh, God, that character's terrible. That's from the fucking Beast Wars, isn't it? The weird dog thing. <laughs> But no, he, he played. Uh, he was, I think he's in one of the Batman shows. I think he's on one of those. I was reading through a cast. Star Trek Enterprise. He plays General Kavach. Kavach. <laughs> he's Klingon. Oh, the black guy's a Klingon. That's pretty good. They're pretty talking good. about like Henry Rollins playing yeah. a voice. So maybe. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did he have a yes, voice? he's he's fucking uh, Shredder. Yes. Thank you. That is what I was like. What? Yes. I, I was watching yeah. the Angry Video Game Nerds video on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He does like a three-part dissection of the entire series. God, and speaking it, of stuff that started awesome and got horrible, Angry Video Game Nerd. Well, he's expanding his own uh, interests, I think, is what the, the, the idea of it is now. The best thing related to uh, Angry Video Game Nerd is the uh, on game trailers, they have a new segment or a kind of new segment that I actually is the only thing I check for on that site, which is pop fiction, which is uh, it's just video game myths. And, uh, and then you just kind of do a Mythbusters thing where they try it through. And some of them are true and actually awesome. And like they go into the source code or, or play it all the way through and do everything you have to do. And it's really, really incredible and interesting. Huh. I don't yeah. know, those videos always hook me like that. Uh, I, I don't watch them regularly, but like at 5 a.m., I'll find myself watching six of his videos back to back. Like, yeah, yeah. What the hell is wrong with me, man? I don't oh, even God. know about DuckTales, the video game. I love <laughs> DuckTales, the video game, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they got game trailers. He, uh, that, he, huh? he, he huh? played War Machine in really? both the Iron Man cartoon and the Spider Man cartoon in the 90s. Oh, yeah. No, he did. Yeah, that's right. Holy shit, but the Shredder thing go. is fucking most impressive. But uh, yeah, that, yeah. Pop, it's legit. that pop fiction thing goes into uh, like some, like stuff that people didn't figure out how to do until like a decade after the game came out, like playing as Mr. Hand in uh, in uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee, where you need like a third controller and doing weird shit like that and going to like the, the extra island in Goldeneye and like what people were originally planning to do. It's really fucking interesting, actually. Yeah, I remember the original Island and Goldeneye trick. Mr. Hand. Who the hell's Mr. Hand? Mr. Hand is a hand. It's the final boss in the Smash Brothers games. See, I, I never played through the Smash Brothers games. I didn't know you could play as their, their stupid boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, wasn't he the teacher in Fast Times at Ridgemont? High? Yes. That's the one I was thinking. Like, you could play as that old dude from Picket Fences, the judge. <laughs> uh, All right. Oh, sorry. Ray, is it Ray Walston? I think it is, yeah. I remember he'd always wear dark glasses everywhere because he was a stage actor and he burned out his eyesight in like the 1930s and 40s, apparently, or 50s or something. Yeah, well, I mean, he'd been around forever because he was on that old 60s show. Um, God, he played a Martian and he lived with Bill Bixby before Bill Bixby became the Hulk. Was it My Favorite my Martian? My Favorite Martian? Yeah, My Favorite <laughs> Martian. Speaking of My Favorite Martian, Chad, you back? Yeah, I'm on the computer now. Fuck out, Android phone. Oh, my My heart is breaking. <laughs> How dare I think, you? I think it's because I'm running, like, an antivirus thing. Oh. 
That's most likely it. why. Yeah. So fuck it. You know what? What I didn't continue on with was was the actual people who were in X Men. Yes, please. <laughs> if you're interested, I am. No, I like the tangents. We more spoilers. Yeah. So. Uh, Edie Gathegi, uh, who oh, is Edie that, uh, Oh, she's my favorite. <laughs> he's a Kenyan dude. That's a guy. Uh, he's he's the uh, he's the black guy in Twilight. There's, a, There's okay. only one. Uh, Sadly, on, I know who you're talking Oregon, about. Right? The guy with the short crop dreads. Yeah. I haven't seen Twilight. I'm not a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> or well, some of us are just interested in that. Anyway, them. He, he, plays, he plays Darwin. <laughs> Um, and actually, that's my one of my well, my second biggest complaint. What was Darwin's of power? This, uh, movie is that uh, he plays Darwin, and uh, his uh, his ultimate fate is like uh, you're like, wait a minute, what? Just spoil it, Kevin. So uh, I won't spoil that one. Just spoil it. Just yeah, yeah, fuck you, spoil but, uh, yeah, it. I don't care. Armando, we've all heard, we've all read Darwin, comics. Yeah. In Leave the mayonnaise in the sun and spoil it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, all right. The spoiler is okay. The whole point of Darwin is he can survive anything. He adapts and survives. Well, he gets hit with something big and doesn't survive. Is it a missile? In the comics, he gets blown up all the time. He he gets his head cut off. No problem. He's fine. Dude, he turned into death in the comics. He turned into Gila in the comics. Oh right, that's true. Yeah, I'm on top of he my got, shit. He got uh, Hella's power. Mm-hmm. Hella Gila, whatever. That Norse Depends bitch. Depends on if you're from Northern California or not. Hecka. Hecka. If you're 12 yeah. and, and from Get Northern Hecka California. Get Hecka 420. Um, the and then, uh, oh, and you, you know how uh, in, in modern day, you know, we've got, uh, you, you look at like Batman the Dark Knight, right? Um, and you look at, uh, and it's it's a fucking Welsh guy. And then yeah. you, you look at fucking uh, the new Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, it's some fucking English guy. Well, apparently... Um, They're stealing our uh, jobs. <laughs> they took our jobs. Stealing our jobs. I had to do it. Sorry. And apparently now uh, we're, we're, we're getting back at them in all the wrong ways. Um, that is to say we've got uh, Rose Byrne playing Moira McTaggart, which is fine if she could put on a uh, an Irish accent, but she did, or uh, sorry, Scottish accent. But they She's don't. like Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> governor. No, 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 she's just American. I am. <laughs> she's a CIA uh, operative. And what? She's an American. Also, uh, also in here, Sean Cassidy, Banshee. Yeah, he's an American, and, First... he, and he looks. You, when you see him, you're going to be like, "Oh shit! It's the fucking ginger dude from Harry Potter." It's not him. It's some other dude. It's it's like his body double or something. Ron Weasley. Yeah, see, it's fucking Ron oh. Weasley playing. How bummed would you be if you Banshee, looked like that guy really and him, weren't him? It's just a guy who looks just like uh, him. You look like him, but you don't have all the millions of dollars in yeah, movies. exactly. Dude, don't you dare. This guy talk looks right. just well, like Clint Howard, except for, for he's this. not as talented. <laughs> Ron Weasley. Not appear on uh, Star Trek. Anyway, some dude who was in Friday Night Lights. Taylor Kish? And no country from old man. Oh, Who's that? Taylor Kitsch was Gambit. They, who the hell is this one? Jones, yeah. I wonder who they used uh, for Yeah, this. no Gambit here. There was uh, no Gambit got, in, uh, in X-Men, but looks... Wolverine movie either. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was crap. Uh, 
I'm still mad the about guy, my fucking The guy playing game. Havoc. Um, Dune, Dune gave it a really good review, like so I'm going to watch it. guy that you've seen in a bunch of things because he is. He was in House. He was in Medium. That's, uh, uh, I guess, all. What if it was on House? Blue, Mar- Blue Mountain State, if you saw that <laughs> show. What about Beast? How, how well done was he? Oh, we already went over this, bro. Yeah, we covered it. Yeah. Oh, fuck you guys. If you'd have been on time, you'd have known. We, yeah, covered, so, we covered so much. Yeah. We discussed what it's like for him to wipe his asshole. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We I'm that. really upset I missed that. Yeah. It involves that, tweezers. Yeah. Let me guess. Uh, Dune started that conversation. Yes, he did. Well, no, I got into rimming it, but Giovanni said he had to clear the way first. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, my headphones came up. I practiced on Puck. So Beast Alpha. is the boy from About a Boy. Oh, okay. All grown up? If you remember. Yeah, all grown up, yeah. Oh, shit. Jesus, that movie's 2002, so it's been, what, eight years, and now he looks like an adult? Nine. Does he, yeah. does he get it on with Mystique? Well, I mean, he looks like a young adult. Oh, and that's the thing. I, I, that's something I wanted to bring up. Him and Mystique look like they are uh, ready to get it on. I am totally... Uh, a uh, beastique, uh, if you will. Uh, chipper. Did you just give now. them a Hollywood couple nickname? <laughs> he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yes, I'm more excited did. for uh, oh, yeah. X-Men Second Class with uh, Jonathan Lipnicki as. <laughs> 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 hey, that dude's ripped up. I know. I, I see. I see him. I, he wears like affliction and shit. Yeah, yeah. he's like he probably kicked my ass like hard. Like, uh, he was in the background of one shot on episode three of season two of Jersey Shore at the club. Was wow. he really? Holy no, shit. of course he wasn't. No. <laughs> okay. I do scrutinize over Jersey Shore so much that I would notice. But yeah, no. you would. It's like you're keeping logs. In <laughs> <laughs> so a situation, you broke into his house. You've been fishing out of his toilet. I have been reading WoW's rules, and let me tell you, <laughs> you've got plenty of them. It's funny because all our rules are like, are like, like, you can't let your man treat you like this. But I'm like, man, she has such low self-esteem. She has to write a book about rules. You could totally fuck her and leave her. <laughs> you're going to get fake titties. Don't go for the bargain basement prices. <laughs> yes, the weird balloons. That's a gimme, though. Come on. When you're hanging out with your best friend, Snooky, and she's eating a lot of pickles, you do this. What do you, what do, you do? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 oh, wait, let me pull out the book. Oh, it's, it's packed in the moving boxes. Throw Damn it in it. her. It's packed in the moving boxes. I like the way you <laughs> Damn it, all I have is this DMZ and Doom Patrol sitting here. What is this crap? We need to talk about JWoww's book. Yeah. That's Anybody the box here, of uh, uh, Yeah, so the, the, beyond just the main characters, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of stars that you see pop up that you're like, whoa, you know, <laughs> this guy's in it. Like, Did you spoil uh, the cameo Lee, already? You know, the dad from uh uh from Dexter. Oh, uh, James Remar? He shows up. Wait, the guy that I talk yeah. about constantly on the Ray, podcast because he has the, the greatest acting up. role in the world? That guy gets so much money, he gets to hang out in uh, Miami, and then occasionally he just stands in the background and goes, think about what you're doing, Dex. <laughs> and that's it. That's his whole acting career. I want that job so badly. <laughs> and then uh, he's like Brendan Obi-Wan. Fares in it. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the younger brother from Bones, also Michael from... Uh, Roswell. Well, who does he play? Oh, really? Uh, he's he's a comms officer on the uh, battleship. Oh, so no. that's that's he's, he's got like five lines. Way to but keep it. It was, cur- just, it was just weird that you just see these people that just kind of pop out at you. You're like, whoa! Oliver Platt's in there. 
Oliver Platt's in there, right? He he obviously jumps out pretty fast. Is that line delivery as bad as it is in the trailer where he's like, what about you think of that magic trick? Best I've ever seen. Like, he says it really fast. <laughs> like, hey, wait a minute, man. Come on, give it a pause. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's definitely a comic release type. Oh, great. Uh, Transformers. Release, that is. Ugh. Yeah, he's John no, uh, Turo in Transformers. Oh, yep. uh, I don't want to see that movie now at all. Even okay, if, Robert Kirkman on Nerdist. I heard Giovanni Williams get cut off on that. But oh, I was—I was, I was, I didn't realize Kevin Oliver still talking about that. But I, I want to bring that up in case you guys are you guys in The Walking Dead because I don't know that much about yeah. the comics. Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm caught up I, on it. I did listen to that. That was great. We what? all like the comic, and uh, I haven't heard the podcast yet. Unfortunately, uh, he comes off as a huge dick, but it's like it, you might like it. But he was being really dicky to Jonah, and like, but in a funny way. But it's just kind of like, oh, wow, all right, they're never gonna. He is image comics so he probably can be a dick i mean yeah that's all image really you know has going i for met it. him a couple of years ago uh-huh. uh, me and matt and kendrick spent like an hour and a half with him hanging out and uh you know did this big long interview and he was super nice like if you if you look at the, the front page of comics online and you see you see the little, the four little pictures up top one of them is a picture of my son punching him <laughs> that's nice yeah so- with the with with the comic, it's, it's you know my son was was dressed up as invincible and you know Robert Kirkman is getting punched in the face. Nice, sweet. Oh, well, I see it. If you're caught up and, with the, the comic, uh, I wanted to ask what what the hell happens in that? Like, like give me some spoilers. If nobody else cares, I'd, I'd like to know because I don't want to have to read them all. I've read, I think uh, I read the first two or three volumes. Oh God, seriously? Like, what, what was the last thing you read up to? All right, you? this is the I, biggest spoiler ever. Okay, the last issue that I that I read, and I don't know if there's been a new one yet because we're about due for a new one. There might have been if it if a new one came out in the last week, then there's a new one. But Carl got shot in the face. Uh, okay, you, you you remember how they escaped from the um, you know they had the big uh, firefight and you know like 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 they were talking about on the uh, on the Nerdist podcast. You know they had the big firefight, and you think, oh, well, Lori's carrying a baby, so she's not going to get hit. And then, you know, if, if she gets hit, at least the baby won't get hit. But instead, the bullet goes right through her and the baby, and, uh, you know, that's a big shocker. I got that's up the to the part where he loses and, his uh, hand. By the way, does anybody need to, to drop off? Is anybody a big uh, fan here? Because I've got a serious spoiler. I've got a big one, too. I, 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 I dropped Walking Dead when Cross came out. <laughs> Cross is out Walking Dead's everything about Walking Dead. No. I don't like cross that much. Oh yeah. It's you weird. just don't like the rape. I, I you, you like your zombies to like, just eat brains. I, I like ones to eat brains and rape. Hey, Hey dude, I was in a fraternity. I don't like rape. Come on. All right. You're, <laughs> that's, that's good. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I majored in rape motherfucker. Oh. Oh, that's, that's, that's oh. More things are at the cut. I'm, I minored in slipping a digit in. <laughs> no, he, he won't. You don't want to know my so, uh, all right. I so I explored my last, options with crackers and, and substances, or, or at least the, the last big scene. Um, in uh, they're they're all they went to Washington D.C. and then they're in that walled off town. Did you get up to that point? I got to the point where he loses his hand and they introduce that that villain character, and I was like, oh, oh wow. wow, that's that's so far back. I know, but I that's why I stopped. So I, I, really don't like, I don't like that character. If they bring him on a TV show, I don't know if I'm going to be able to respond to that. It's just Through such the mayor. A, yeah, it's such a bizarre character. Unless, unless they really improved it, but they, they really, they really fucked. Like that—that that was a good storyline, actually. I like that one. I, I like the hints of it, but then like yeah. they immediately show the guy's completely insane. And it's like, oh well, okay. Well, he's just another crazy person in a zombie apocalypse. All right. 
Well, to bring it up, they leave that place because the mayor's crazy and tortures Rick and everything. And then uh, they find a little community to live in, and the mayor's community attacks them a bunch of times, and then they fuck, they totally fuck them up. Like, Rick's community just kills all those people. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they, and they get a black yeah. lady with a samurai sword. Yeah, I, I got to the point where she joined in. Yeah, I remember that yeah. part. Yeah, she, she fucks them all up. Like, she's insane and awesome. Nice. And now they're in yeah, another in the community end, they, in Washington, D.C. They go and destroy that, uh, the, the governor's uh, people. Yeah. Yeah, the governor, that's his name, not the mayor. Yeah. I'm thinking of Buffy. My bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like, uh, so they have another community in D.C. now, and and they're living there. It's like a little house community and shit. It's pretty cool. And, Kevin, you can, you can spoil it. Yeah, and it's right? all walled like, off. They put, they put a bunch of these just big, big uh, metal walls up, I guess. Um, it, because this this was like a, a community that was that was brand new, you know. It's not in DC, but you know, it's in some suburb, and they were they were putting up this this community, and uh, there was a bunch of building materials available, and so they they continued. They just put a bunch of walls up, and then the the zombies can't climb, hmm. and so they're all fine in inside of this community. So it's kind of just stagnant, and at this they point. go and and have a fight with some uh, some other humans. And which which you know works out, um, but then right after that, they go and uh, they're attacked by zombies. But this time, because of their firefight with these humans, a ton of zombies show up, and they start pressing against these walls, uh, some of which aren't cemented in, and they're just kind of shoved into the dirt, and they give way, and then their idyllic little community starts uh, actually getting uh, attacked by zombies, you know, and in mass. And uh, there's a bunch of people just acting stupid because they were kind of lulled into a false sense of security. Nobody has weapons, you know, like they've got like an ammo dump when everybody has to go and try to get weapons. And, uh, you know, Rick and his team are all hardcore still. And, uh, you know, and they're trying to take care of business. But then the, the people who were all coddled, um, were stupid and uh, just firing guns uh, crazily, and uh, there is yet another um, uh, potential casualty. Huh. Nah, he's good. He's but good. Is it worth, is it worth catching yeah. up and, and getting caught up with the, with the story? Yeah. Then you guys think? Yeah, Switch yeah. I, I, I Those zombies can climb. They, they're not zombies. They're just crazy infected people with the crosses on their face, and they like to rape each other and cut penises off. It is a good book, but I like Walking Dead better. Oh, because there's a plot. I like oh, Walking Dead. Yeah, not, there's, like, there's like nine different spinoffs from that freaking series right now. There's like Cross Psychopath, Cross, cross Family see, Values. Yeah, yeah, it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> just put it in one freaking thing. The, the writing bumps me on Walking Dead. I, I've heard Devin Farachi criticize as being too technical. It's almost like, you know, it's it's like the, what you do before you write. It's almost like his, like, you know, the story web or something. He's like, then they go here, then they go there. It, it seems that way to me, too, or it doesn't feel like as fleshed out as it could maybe. Or maybe that's just his yeah. style. But I could see that, but I don't yeah, get that. there's a lot of dialogue. I mean, there's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, but well, the, I guess the critique is on yeah. the, the dialogue and how, how deep it is or whatever it is. But it, it does kind of bump me, too, but I, I don't... I guess I'm not as critical as, as Devin is on it, but I was going to say, uh, is there anything you guys are reading right now? Because I just kind of stopped reading comics, and Hawaii was the last place I kind of got into a bunch. 
I got into The Boys and a couple others. You guys ever read The Boys? Yeah, I'm yeah. still reading The Boys, actually. I, get, I need it. Uh, <laughs> interesting enough, speaking of comics that don't go anywhere, uh, Freak Angels is about to end. I need to catch up on it, but that I was a really cool up. little it, project. It was. I like that one. Uh, Morning. It was literally a comic that was not meant to go anywhere, written by Warren Ellis that came out once a week. And yeah, it's just, and it was then... online and free. They have uh, actual volumes that have come out, but it, it's really the... The thing is, hey, I have a comic that doesn't have any company. No one controls me. And uh, I put it out once a week, and there's no discerning plot. He just takes it wherever it goes in his it mind. Was a, it was a Warren Ellis fuck you industry move. Oh. Yes. It was, yeah. But it's awesome. And it's online still for free at Freak Angels. It's good. I'll it's a it post-apocalyptic thing. I love the post-apocalypse. <laughs> Morning, Morning Glories is good, too. I like it. It's, uh, it's pretty decent. It's it's crazy. It's like lost almost. Like it's these kids get put in this school and you have no clue why and and you know it's just fucking weird. But it's good. It's really good. I suggest. And there's only like nine issues right now, so you could catch up really easily on that one. Hmm. I'll check it out. My pool list is massive, like because I don't really pay for much. But Uh, that's kind of how I stopped is because I I couldn't get issues anymore in Hawaii at a local shop and I'd go in there and the guy gave me discount rates and stuff and I was like oh okay I'll I'll catch up on some shit because I got time to kill here and then I got to Chicago it became much more busy and my foot commute was more intense and there's no comic shop so it's like all right, that's a luxury (laughs) oh yeah you did walk to work both ways uphill in the snow for like an hour in Chicago right I still do yeah it's uh, three and a half miles each way so when it's, when it's 100 degrees out, you sweat through your clothes, and when it's negative 30, you freeze through your clothes while sweating through them, too, which is great because you're close to them. Freezing. It hurts when you sweat and it's cold. That's, yep. that's my, it's like a weird, sharp pain from your pores. Oh, it's, it's great. It gets so cold out if you're wearing headphones. The headphone cables automatically like change like structure. They go from soft and pliable to stiff and rigid and un, unwrappable. Like, it's really interesting. It's like, wow, my headphones can't even handle this. <laughs> It changes the, 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 the formation of rubber. It's that cold. Interesting. And that's your commute. What? Nice. Five days a week? Every day? Just back yep. and forth? Or hour and a half each way? Yeah, it's hour about each hour, hour each way. After the summer, Giovanni, maybe hop back into some DC shit because they're rebooting everything over there. <laughs> we talked yeah, we, about that for oh. like 40 minutes. Uh, uh. <laughs> Chad. Hey, I wasn't here, man. I'm sorry. I was no excuse. Grandpa Batman. <laughs> I, I was drinking margaritas on the porch. My bad. Oh, so, such a porch yeah, monkey. Yeah, guys going to back and listen to the, the beginning of this episode and go, oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> hey, I actually want to talk about a, a podcast. Too, I heard he's taking it back. And podcast Galactus as well. Um, because I have been fucking, ever since uh, you showed me the uh, updated, or ever since I got excited about the Comics Online commercial on Smodcast related shit, I've been listening to crazy amounts of uh, Jay and Silent Bob get old, and then the Highlands one, which is way better than that. Yeah. Because I fucking hate normal Smodcast. I, I don't find it interesting. I don't find it compelling. But then I got to that. And then the other thing, too, is bringing up, since Corolla just beat out uh, Gervais's record on a podcast, uh, the fucking Ricky Gervais podcast is so good. That's all. Just podcasts. Well, Jay and Bob get old. I've abandoned. I, I got through, I think, the first couple dozen, but the whole... They rehash watch it, a lot of stuff. Yeah, the let us fuck thing and the rehashing just kills me. And it's, it's really, it's a vehicle for, like, Jay to grow his wings. But it's like, hey, you know, this, this guy Jay, maybe, even though he likes doing this, it may not be his best format. And it's sad because I just I know, like, five guys that are Jay, and they all have the same issues and same it, stuff. 
Like, and then when they do like the last fuck part, that's like the worst. It's just the the best example. It's like, oh well, you're on a comedy podcast. You bring a person <laughs> the audience on stage and you mime intercourse positions. Awesome. <laughs> and they did on that. They even did on the Adam Kroll episode. It's like Wh- which really, is guys... fine for their for their stage show, but why ha- why put it on the podcast? Yeah, exactly. And all, why do it when you have like Adam Kroll on? Well, but, we uh, we do have our segment, Kevin. That's called "Look at My Crazy Shirt." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty wild. Look at mine. I've got a cat on it. <laughs> it says "I Candy 4000. Yeah, it does. Highlands is a better show, but they kind of ended it. And also, it gets really weird. I think Highlands is the one where there's an episode where he smokes or he eats pot with his mom and asks his mom about sucking his dad's cock. That <laughs> that that is compelling radio. Uh, I don't that know. Is much I, I'm more not compelling than Stern. I'm not interested that much in Kevin Smith's parents' sex life. It's like, oh, well, Kevin that's Smith. where we differ, my friend. Guys <laughs> are like, you know how boring my sex life is and can get for the audience? What about my parents? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it does make me uncomfortable when Kevin Smith talk. I, I'd rather hear about his mom not knowing what she looks like than hear about Kevin Smith's sex life knowing what he looks like. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen his mom. You can see pictures of her. She, uh, she looks like a mom. I'm imagining she looks like a supermodel. Yeah. Just no. with it in my mind. No, no, yep, nope. Milk board, really hot. Short bull haircut. <laughs> kind of bumming me out. So it looks like a page boy's going down her dead. <laughs> I think it might. Yeah. Uh, what else you were saying? You were saying uh, Gervais. Uh, yeah, I have a sample Gervais show. I can't get into it. Are you, you know, serious? Was... The Carl Pilkington stuff is just brilliant. <laughs> it's it's good, but it's it's it's. I don't know. It feels it feels a little one note at times, and then also like it it's kind of scrambled where there doesn't seem to be much order to it. And then also with, with, you know, with the weird shit with fans, there's like a, an added block to me listening to it. And then the fact that they animate his podcast and then air it on HBO like it's some original thing kind of bummed oh, I me. love that shit. I love the fact because that, that's what I like is fucking conversations and stuff. Like I wish no, I, 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 dig it. I, I dig it's it. It's like Naren shit, you know, that, that's, that's, that's my problem. Is, that's my problem with it is. Oh, my thing is my thing is that it's not copying that. It's let's make more of that and more of the other thing because that's actually compelling stuff to watch on TV. Well, I'd like to see Adam. Present. I'd rather see Adam animating there. And the fact that the, Gervais is doing HBO basically means that that'll never happen. <sighs> I just feel like it should be opened up as an art form. As oh, I, I agree 100. percent I mean, I, I I'm paying this cable bill, and I find I'm not watching any TV at all. I'm, I'm not watching my Blu-rays. I'm just listening to podcasts. And now I, I got more and more shows. I got all these comics online apps I got to go through, and all this other stuff. Yeah, and you don't need to. I kind of want to. I, I like. I like. I like. I like destroying. I like getting all of a show and consuming all of it, and then and then finding the people who make it and asking them really obscure questions. Yeah, I can bring you up the speed. Usually, <laughs> usually some of us are drinking. Uh, we curse a lot. Dune talks about his DRG audience in creepy ways sometimes. Huh. I get weird letters from like twelve and thirteen and eleven year olds and stuff. They're uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Something wasn't for me. For for and DRG means Dune reads goosebumps. Oh, we know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, got to catch up on that one. Well, That's to, a- to, to the to the listening audience. Oh, well, they they should know if they listen to this show. Shit, they should know. We talk about it enough. They should. Uh, they Dune, should. Dune Dune has fans. That's a really surprising thing. <laughs> He's got so many. In fact, I guessed it on another show, and they go, "Hey, hey Giovanni, check this out. There's this guy you talked about in your show. Here's a clip of his show." And I was like, "Yeah, Dune reads Goosebumps. Great." <laughs> They're like, "No, I'm not going to listen to this." So I had a room with five guys all staring at me as we listened to do a clip from Dune's show. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's the show I was telling you about." They're like, "Yeah, no. I listened to that, and it's like that was uncomfortable because it was like me talking about talking to my mom. Yeah. Like it was like a nothing clip. Like, 
I talked to my mom today, but it wasn't good enough to bring up on the podcast. I actually saw my mother today. What, what's coming up on Dude's Re- Dude Reads Goosebumps? Because I don't think you've covered a few of my favorites. What are your favorites? Uh, the one I think the one the beast where the one is that involves that shitty roller coaster at some Midwest Six Flags that they they basically wrote about a roller coaster. The one uh, Welcome to Horror Land. No, yeah. I don't think it's or, that. It was, it's a weird special volume they did in like the twenties or thirties. It was called like the Beast or something like that. It was about okay. a specific roller coaster. It was at like Six Flags somewhere here in the Midwest. I don't know which one it is. So it was like or, a promotional thing. Yes, yes, exactly. It was, it was like it was like a yeah. I, I did one day at Horrorland recently, and I just finished uh, Ghost Beach. But I'll, I'll yeah. go forward to whatever. I, I'm, I'm not going with any continuity anymore. It's mostly the. Just for myself. Hey, Doom, was there one where a kid had like a jar of worms and a giant worm came out of a baseball field? Or did I make this up? I'm yeah, sure there is. They're all the same. Thing. What was it called? It was like. There's one where there's the cover of it is a librarian eating a bunch of worms and bugs, and it's a uh, uh, fucking. Donde esta la biblioteca? No, I don't. I don't know what it is exactly. I do have one in Spanish that I want to read fully, <laughs> so I can go. Hola y bienvenido a Dune reads Goosebumps. Soy Dune y Alice. <laughs> and just go on like from there. Que hora es Dune? <laughs> yes. Was it one of uh, the eggs yeah. that came from yeah. Mars? Like they're parasitic eggs. And they're, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that cover. I don't know exactly what. You got to do that one too, because that one had the best neighborhood descriptions of any of the books. Like uh, when they describe that neighborhood, I'm like, I live on that street. I like the one where they put the mask on and become a monster. Yeah, that one's recorded already. I, what I'm yeah. going to do I, coming up soon is uh, like the the basic cable commentary riff tracks thing and give it out for free obviously because i would never charge for anything ever of the uh goosebumps tv show because i have all yeah you should you should definitely do commentary <laughs> on the, yeah 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 They're so horrible. it works out perfectly They're the horrible, one, but i think Supergirl one was the only one that was good Adam West? <laughs> i think yeah. that I think that weren't there some famous people that were on Goosebumps the show? Though? Yeah, yeah, there was because it was a it was a revolving cast, just like a right, like, like a, a, Are You Afraid a, of the Dark? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Which yeah. I started watching again recently. Except for oh. except for the uh, the actual nighttime society or whatever, they were the same people. They're the Midnight Society, okay? Yeah, the midnight, yes. the mid- hey, I'm sorry. Hey, dude, since you've been watching, you've been getting back in the Are You Afraid of the Darks. In the later episodes, when they relaunched the show after I was too old to watch it, like years after it been off the air, they bring back the younger brother character right from the first Midnight Society, and he's now running the Midnight Society. Is that, is that correct? Uh, I didn't watch the later ones, but possibly... Uh, yeah, you got to watch later ones that apparently they even keep continuity on Are You Afraid of the Dark? They keep the same Midnight Society, even though they all grew up. They gave one of the old kids a bone and gave him a job. Oh, that's actually really cool of them, except for, yeah, the Canadian shows are always fucking so subpar and strange. Yeah, anything on Nickelodeon in the 90s. Yeah. Was it Gary's brother? Shows, you ever yeah, Gary's brother. And, uh, He's my favorite character. He's a dirty one. Huh. I'm what, Kevin? Silent Bob get jobs. Has anybody seen that uh, Canadian show that he's on? Degrassi? Yeah, Degrassi. Oh, no. oh is uh, he on Degrassi? He's, he, he's I think on he is on Degrassi. He's on show right now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? Is it Intervention? It's not Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. It was, uh, it, they, they talked about it on, ah, fuck. It's, it's like a semi, um, uh, sci-fi show where Eureka? he's like, he, he plays the, the, the weasened old, uh, Who watches Eureka? Like the, the school <laughs> janitor. I used to. I, I do forever. The same people who watch Torchwood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carl watches both. <laughs> I've sat through the last three Eureka panels at Comic Con. I've never seen the show, but 
it's always like before oh, hey, something now, else. Let's talk about Eureka. I finally got into that due to Netflix. Is it really? I, you're ruining my point of who watches it. <laughs> Apparently, half the people here it's watch good. it. Good. New beer. Yeah, I need to get yeah, a drink. I ran out of my consistently booze. good. You ran out of booze, dude. Consistently. Dude? No, no, I ran. I, I, I hoard. You forgot my description. Of, I had a mixed drink and two beers and hoarded around myself prior to the podcast. With our, uh, uh, fixing the beverages, I, I'd be honored if Carl would just yell out "Will" really loud. Will. <laughs> that was not loud or passionate. Yeah, Will, you put your hands on your hips. Will. That was a Will. Are you still awake? But I don't want to wake you up. But if you're awake, respond. <laughs> or, or Vivian. How about a Vivian? <laughs> Vivian. <laughs> Vivian, it's that weird tone. Yeah. What's the what's the butler's name? Jeffrey. Oh, that's right. Jeffrey, get in here. <laughs> that's what I was just getting at earlier. I watched a clip when Will's dad comes back earlier on. Yes, YouTube. it was on the front. It was page on the front page Reddit. of Reddit. Yeah. yeah. So I watched that, and then I was like, you know what? I really want to watch the last episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and it made me fucking sad. Like I had <laughs> tears in my eyes because Will was like not being his clownish self, and he was like. And Uncle Phil was like, no matter what, you're my son. And, like, they hugged. And then Will was, like, telling Carlton, he was like, I'm so sorry for messing with you. It was just playing. You're like my brother. I was like, this is fucking sad. Yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air making me you're cry. You're going to die of diabetes in four years. Who? <laughs> 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 All right. I'm going to go pee and get another drink. If, if, we're, if we're rolling on with this, I need to keep boozing. All right. That's fine. But well, I was gonna as well. Tommy. Have you guys ever talked about Tommy Westfall universe? Oh, sure. Yeah, we've talked about that on the podcast before. Okay, cool. So I brought this up to, to Adam Carolla. Uh, we were in Milwaukee. It was me, him, and uh, Mike August and Mike Lynch, the two guys working with him. And Mike August was trying to bust out some trivia. He's like, do you know the town that Hill Street Blues took place in? Because I don't think they ever revealed that. And we were like, oh, geez. It's supposed, supposed to be Pittsburgh. Yeah, but they never actually like say it, I think. Right, right. It's, it's supposed so, to be the whole district in Pittsburgh. I love yeah, it. So- we we were throwing out like uh, ideas and like somebody said Pittsburgh. He's like, nope, they never actually reveal it, so it's never mm-hmm. it's never actually revealed. And I was like, oh okay. I was like, you know, uh, uh, what tells that show? I'm facing the name of it now. Saint Elsewhere. I'm like, you know, Saint Elsewhere. The ending with the kid uh, that's an autistic kid yeah. staring into a snow globe. Yeah, yeah. And that this whole ending, but that show crossed over with Homicide: Life on the Street, which crossed over with Law and Order. So technically, they all exist in this retard's head. <laughs> But there's a whole there's a whole internet meme about it. It's uh, the Tommy Westfall universe. So basically, every Law and Order special victims unit, criminal intent, all of it, all takes place in this kid's head. So if you think about it, when you're watching those shows, you're like, man, LA is really getting raped in this autistic kid's brain. Yeah, what's wrong with that kid? Right. Yeah. Well, but but they've they've done it. They've done an extended uh, Tommy Westfall universe where it, it's it's not just those shows, but they have they have themselves crossed over with other shows. And oh, yeah. it even crosses over into shit like Buffy. Really? <laughs> what? How's that? Oh yeah, I, there, there's a spreadsheet you can download. This is like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And it shows everything and how it connects. Well, yeah, some of these must be kissed in because I, there's no crossover. Holy that shit! Leads into that Buffy. Kid, that kid was Chad Allen. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. No shit. The guy from Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. That was a woman. <laughs> his no, dad is like a, his dad is like was an executive, I think, or a producer on the show. So that's how he got the the, the he, job. He got his start playing Tommy Westfall, the autistic child on Saint Elsewhere, <laughs> from eighty three to eighty eight. Wow, Wikipedia, there when you need facts. Uh, yeah, 
I think doing one guy's booze for nothing, we're all crapped out now. You guys are all you guys are all out of talk. Yeah. No, no, we're good. We can start something else out. I'm sure. I think Giovanni's uh, hinting at the fact that he's fucking done. No, I'm still, I'm still going. I'm, I'm good. I'm out of this. I've sweated, I've sweated through two undershirts in this closet, so. Oh, yeah. How are you still doing? I'm still right. almost naked and the sun's gone to, or going are down. Are you spritzing yourself? How often are you spritzing yourself? I stopped spritzing once I started boozing hard and it was cold. You guys and cold oh, I keep getting bit by mosquitoes. Dude, yeah. I just watched a documentary you... about uh, uh, Liberia today. Watch out for those fucking mosquitoes, dude. Why? Malaria, I dude. I live in Pittsburgh. I don't think the malaria. It's still same thing. Same thing, dude. Entire time highest rate of cannibalism in the world today. I didn't get bit by one mosquito. Entire time it's in was Pittsburgh. Applied. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in Hawaii, not one bite ever. Whole time, people <laughs> tell me to look out for them. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't care. Whatever. Because they go straight for the calves, and, the, and you don't have the same ones that the people over there have. I actually have pretty, I have pretty beautiful calves, dude. I'm pretty uh, insulted by that. I, I so apologize. I did not mean that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I watched way too much trauma lately. That's the other topic of uh, just uh, watch some Sergeant Kabuki, man. The first two uh, class of Newcomb highs recently. Talking uh, adventure. No, I didn't rewatch that again recently, but I need to because that's me. I, I used to watch awesome. that those tri- that trilogy on USA Network back in the day when they used to just show shitty Fuck movies. Yeah, all like Swamp Thing. Domino's Pizza and then watch Swamp Thing and then all three yeah. Toxic Avengers movies. And then, then it's like, God damn it, Wings is on for the next yeah. six days. And then contemplate suicide at age nine. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, I, I'll kill myself right after this episode of Coach. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dom. So if you look up at uh, knowyourmeme.com. Oh, God. Which I think I think that was mentioned recently on Nerdist Podcast, knowyourmeme.com. Uh, yeah. They've got uh, Tommy Westfall's universe, and so uh, there are some some big hubs uh, where it goes from say elsewhere to homicide life on the street, right? But uh, what's his name, uh, Munch or whatever, uh, yeah. was on also on the X Files, which crosses over to a bunch of other shows. Oh, and he also appeared in Arrested Development as Munch, right? <laughs> Holy shit. And then you've got uh, Drew Carey Show is a big hub. Honey, I'm Home is a big hub. And then uh, there's just there's dozens and dozens of shows. TV shows that are considered to have been made up by Tommy Westfall are Star Trek, Boston Legal, Cheers, The Office UK version, The Wire, ER. This kid is the best autistic kid ever. Yeah. I think they're all great. Yeah. They're all sexy in their own special way. They are. <laughs> but he didn't make Jersey Shore. Yeah. He didn't wish, make Buffy. <laughs> I wish there was a crossover with Jersey Shore into Tommy Westfall's universe. Uh, well, actually, Snooki and awesome. Jay Wow are getting their own show, so maybe. <laughs> they all die in front of a subway in that one episode of ER where Omar Epps kills himself because he's a black man and can't be a surgeon. <laughs> I got like, too specific there. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Westfall, I mean, he's got a fucked up mind if this is the case. <laughs> you know? I mean, he really does. Did he just invent the original yeah. series of Trek? Yeah, just the original. Oh, uh, yeah, that doesn't even matter. I don't even figure that as part of the history of the Trek universe. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how yeah, Detective yeah, yeah. Bunch could have uh, get crossed over to Star Trek. I, I need to research this more. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically there are objections to the Westfall hypothesis, which makes sense. Basically, you know, that... Uh, Go with you know, it. In in our world, and you know, if 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 I watch a show, six one six as our world. 
Is that where we're going? <laughs> One six. Yeah, sure. Okay, so in in our world, if I watch uh, two shows, um, and uh, and I watch show A and I watch show B on a regular basis. But on show A, somebody's watching TV, and they're also watching sh- the same episode of show B. That doesn't mean that uh, that I am I- in the universe of show A. Oh, my God. Let's I all feel like I just watched Primer. My nose is bleeding, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm scared right now. I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, it's like watching a movie Primer. Think about Oh my god, Ultimately, wait, can my parents exist in show C if I exist in show F? No. What about my gambling winnings? Yes. They can, <laughs> but they don't they would, necessarily. They would exist, but they wouldn't be the same. Do I like, have to pay taxes on the alternate version of me's <laughs> income if he's in show... What? Show... Damn it, I don't even know letters. <laughs> I married Denzel Washington. <laughs> oh god, I don't, I don't know yeah. about this. Are you scared, Dune? I'm a little be. bit scared. You should be. I'm I think joking. we should all take a break and go score cocaine and then come back here and record another 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm, the most, I'm the most antisocial person ever on Coke, so yeah. I would just I would just sit here and not talk to you guys and shake it. I think we can really break down this Tommy Westfall thing, though. <laughs> really get to the next I, level I, of I've it. I've never done such a thing, so. Well, I'm going to have to you know, leave, drive over there, force you to take some, and then drive back, and like six hours later, we can pick this up. Just so, spike his beer. So the snow globe, right, um, yeah. oh, God. I need a drink if we're going to really get into this. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, you want to know what's really, really scary? Are, okay. what yes, Carl. Chad, why, why does Chad unlike crows tonight? Oh, God. They're both on the East Coast. Really? Yeah, that's why. Did they're one of your hosts murder another host near, and he's uh, impersonating him? Is that what you're saying? We have another host that's always oh, just, yeah, he's, he's crows. He's Gross. He's every He's when you're like when, when you describe the people at Comic Con, you're like, look at this smelly, awkward nerd. That blah, blah, blah. that's him. That's, like every description, he has his own meme. Yes, yes. He constantly smells smell like ass sweat. Yes, yes, he does. Oh, yeah, it's un- unfortunate. <laughs> swamp ass. <laughs> smells like swamp ass. Oh, I was about to go to speaking of something. Then I realized it was a Chad actually sent me or told me I had to watch a movie. That, but now I don't even know what the fuck it is. And Chad's gone. Bad times. Bad times. All right, the video games—they're—they're they're something. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of which, so I, I have playing a lot of Cityville. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> as well as uh, a game on my uh, iPad that's called uh, Oh, Mr. Rockefeller Two, I think. <laughs> what does this have to do with throwing birds at it's things? Like, how did we oh, go from Tommy Westfall to throwing things at birds? Well, well, actually, the Angry man. Bird universe lives inside a snow globe. <laughs> which, oh, really? <laughs> yes. Tommy Westfall created Angry Birds. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling He's you, he's the last boss. If you get to the last level, right. Angry Birds, it's Tommy Westfall. <laughs> and he actually invented the Python programming language. Wow, this kid. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'll tell you what. And he created AIDS. He's useful. In yeah, he's a horrible man. He was drunk. For a target. He was a flight attendant. Well, I mean, it's Tommy, take it up the way. <laughs> Seriously. Take so it what away was the, the movie? AIDS from the monkeys. So, uh, huh? Our list here. We we got to finish up our list. We've got uh, Sex Men Worst Ass. Yeah. DC Retcon fucking everything. Yeah. 
super finally being discussed. Hold on, can I can I interrupt here really quick, Dune? Oh, shut up, Carl. How proud am I, Dune, of you for actually bringing pertinent comic information to the table this podcast? I mean, yeah, I've been going through some weird times. (laughs) Something, dude. What's been going on? I mean, I moved to a respectable place now. You can visit your LR. I've been catching up on some. Green Green Lantern and and some Avengers lately myself. Which Avengers? And they are tolerable. New Avengers, all Secret of Avengers. Yeah. Avengers B yeah, team. Yeah, been going through all of them. I like so I like New Avengers. It's who's on the like, New Avengers right now? Is it still like Luke Cage? Luke Cage thing. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine, Spider Woman, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, Wolverine. Wolverine's on all. Wolverine's on fucking all of them. He's just like fuck it. I'll Wolverine's be on every team. As is Spider Man now. I don't see how Wolverine's on every team when he just got back from hell. I mean, come on. Well, well, I, I haven't figured out how Spider Man's part of Fantastic Four and the New Avengers. He's very busy. They brought that up in the the, the newest the newest Spider Man comic. He brought that up. He said, "I haven't been doing much. Just pretty much that he's been busy being on four different teams." And he doesn't get any sleep, and he doesn't get to actually go to work. But his boss cuts him slack because his boss thinks that he makes all of Spider-Man's tech. So he doesn't know he's Spider-Man. I'm, I'm reading Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> wow. The Age of Apocalypse was 1994. That was the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. So I'm reading right uh, now. I think that was 96. Age Whatever. Of he still walks like an Egyptian. Age of... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's yeah, I'm, 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 these new comics called Valiance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Carl loves the. Valiance. Hey, they're coming back. Actually, actually, I'm reading I'm reading the the new comics, the uh, Malibu Universe. You know, Prime. Oh. That's my sh- Prime and Hard Case. That's my shit. Did anybody yeah, I like those besides me? Marvel I did buy Malibu. I love yeah, them. Marvel bought them out, and they're supposed to be bringing Prime back somehow. Do you know what the, the well, big they, Marvel thing's building towards? I just heard. I guess. I guess it's 2016 or some crazy date. Secret Wars. That's what like apparently they're doing with the Marvel movies. Uh, oh really? Oh really? They're gonna do a, uh, their version of Secret Wars. Yeah. That would be That's fun. Thing was, and I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. On, How do you do that without Spider Man? Podcast was if uh, <laughs> you know the best. The best thing for a uh, for, for a Spider Man movie is at the end. At the end of the spot, at the very end of the movie, you know, after everything is done, you know, he gets the spider sense and he goes off swinging to the uh, uh, to, to Central Park and he sees the construct in the middle of Central Park and then you and see, all these, other, new see house. all these other heroes going toward it as well. <laughs> well, and that's the end. Spider no uh, When does when does Sony's license on Spider Man run up? If they keep making movies, I think it, it's not. I think it's like a, over a decade. If they stop making movies, so if this next one tanks, uh, Disney will probably have it by 2015. If this one doesn't tank, it's not going to ever probably unify. Maybe They're going to need to make Clone crappy. Wars and then have Marvel take Clone. <laughs> it's yeah. Super confusing. Oh. And what the Donald Glover's involved. They could do Infinity Wars and they could have the, the the doppelgangers and be like, "Hey, that's not Spider-Man. It's his evil doppelganger. So he's got claws." They could bring in Ben Riley. Yeah, that's all saying. Right. Who's played by Donald Glover and then moving yeah. into the uh into the Marvel things. Just they, just they not have, even reference it. They could have Mark Ruffalo say, I cloned this other guy who had powers, but I added African American DNA also. 
and Donald, just for just for kicks, just so he could groove, just to see what would happen, like I did when I became the Hulk. I and, wanted Spider Man, but I wanted a bigger cock, yeah, <laughs> and be able to rap. It's like <laughs> here's the new pitches that, for don't worry about it. I don't want to take the new pitches for 2014 to like the Fantastic Four, but get this thing, big cock, but yeah. Mr. Fantastic, stretchy big cock. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a goddamn Chip Zdarsky. Uh, drawing book that's his ideas for marvel and all this is just explaining who could fuck who <laughs> drawings and stuff but it's brilliantly written dude did you suggest that to those guys when you went on the uh, captain america porn thing did you suggest to that guy making a fantastic four porn just to see what would happen no you should have I, I know. Thing, I was too excited about him doing Avengers. The thing ejaculates apricot jelly. <laughs> <laughs> He's got lava rocks taped to his dick, and that'd be great. The girl cries. A big, thick orange load on your chest. <laughs> and that's why Troma needs to make every movie. Yeah. <laughs> You've decide. seen the, the, the shitty, uh, what's his name, Fantastic Four, right? The fucking. Yeah, from, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. The fuck's name? Spacing. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I was looking at the uh, I was looking at some like autographing thing in LA like who's gonna be there all the celebrities and they're like blah blah, blah star of Fantastic Four 1994 and I was like <laughs> really you're signing autographs for a movie that was never released in any format that's like the shit that the Pittsburgh Comic Con get and the Steel City Comic Con bring in who was at the Steel City Comic Con I think Adam West was there yeah, Adam yeah, West a- will go anywhere by the way I'm going to that guys i'm going to the steel city comic-con so if you want me to if you want me to talk to anybody i will hey but i do i want you I'm to not, talk to everybody i'm not i'm not going to say that i won't make fun of them subtly because That's they don't I, care anymore they're all we're a comics online t-shirt. Anyway. i don't if john wesley ship is there tell him we love him here let me see which celebrities what were the last. uh xl xl to get my big biceps sure in there. Some left. lindsey wagner was there margot kidder Wow. Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from Star Wars. Yeah, awesome. Tori Wilson, former WWE diva. Hold on. Hold on. It Yay. gets better. It gets better. Principal Belding was there. Oh. He was awesome. Oh. Wasn't he an honorage? No, wasn't he like an honorage? He's a real, he's a real poon hound, apparently. He does lots. He still parties, too. So oh. I think he does like a lot of blow, and he fucks lots of young chicks. He, he doesn't oh, look no, like he does a lot of him. blow. That was, the fa- that was the father from Full House. Bob no, Saget. no, no. Okay, yes, Bob Saget was on Honorage, but Belding was on something. And if Belding, totally if Belding really is a cokehead, and yeah. he's he's at the next Still City Comic Con, then I will totally go and get fucked <laughs> up with him and get an awesome interview from him. Wasn't Zach Morris a dick? <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Lisa Turtle? She was great, wasn't she? <laughs> Mark uh, Rich, Voorhees. Yeah, her name was Voorhees, like Jason. Isn't that weird, man? Do you think Jason uh, on set? Because I totally thought that when I watched it. Speaking of, Tony Todd was there, the oh. candy man. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Also, death. You got to talk to him. Yeah, he, they're not at the next one. At the next one, let's see who's there. Uh, Joe, Tony Todd got five grand per beast thing for Candyman 2 Farewell of the Flesh. Like he I didn't know there was wow. Candyman 2 Farewell of the Flesh. Yeah, he didn't want to come back to the role because of all the bees. And they said, okay, every time you get stung by a bee, we'll give you an extra five grand on your salary. And like it, it like totaled to like a fifty-two times or something, so he got like an extra hundred and some crazy he grand. Was all provoking them, <laughs> yeah, he, he put honey on his face. <laughs> hey, Tony, what's that new cologne? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's July, the end of July, so I'll be there. But let's see who's actually there this time. I just saw 
I went to like a comic convention. I was like nine, and the the biggest star they had there was like a pack of Marvel hologram cards. You know what? (laughs) These are the people that are there this time coming around. I'm sorry. Yeah, building will be there this time. So will Margot Kidder. If you could somehow get yourself locked in a room with Margot Kidder, Mr. Belding, and Tony Todd and an eight ball of cocaine, you'd have the best episode of the show ever made. I think I would. I, I think I would. I'm taking my buddy with me. He's a total. Make sure you take some re- recording equipment. Yeah. I'm taking my. I'm taking. I'm, I'll, I'll, take my two, I'll take my two flip cams. So, do it. I, my my buddy's going with me, so he'll 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 record definitely. Definitely do that, man. They're there. You Saturday. say you will definitely, as in without a doubt, be in a room with the Candyman, <laughs> uh, Lois Lane, <laughs> and, uh, and Mr. Belding doing blow. Step on it and she was just from ten to the building. If you go to this, if you go to SteelCityCon.com and look at it and look at the pictures, it's really not that crowded there. So yeah, I'm surprised it's not SteelCityCon.net. The chances of me actually being in a room with them are very, very, very high. I'm surprised. You have an extra thirty bucks, and you can make so it. will you be if you bring that eight ball. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, I'll bring other stuff too. Ernie Hudson was the last one. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. And so is the dad from Smallville, aka John Schneider. Oh, Duke, Luke, Duke, Mick, Mick so Foley was the last one. Whoa, that'd be cool. And Anthony Daniels, C three PO, C three PO. So this uh, one actually has a uh, comedian from Boston Common. <laughs> so yeah, it might actually be fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was just going there to goof on people because I it, it's Pittsburgh and the people there are going to be fucking awesome to see. I'll do some man on the street ones too, just to talk to people. So yeah, Kevin, send me that shirt, man. It, man. Send me that shirt, and I'll just I'll get some good footage. When when does that actually start? July 29th. Oh, so it's right after normal con. Right mm-hmm. after con. Yeah. Americon. That's what we call Comic Con. Yeah, so we don't really call Comic Con this year. Um, actually, this is a good time to, to bust into uh, what's going on. Uh, so Thursday, um, July twenty first, well, Comics interrupt. Online will present our third annual comic concert uh, featuring mm-hmm. the Megas, uh, Kirby Crackle, and uh, Matt Cernacker's band as well. Uh, which is uh, whatever they're called, random gibberish. I don't get to go to that, right? Because I don't have a ticket. You can have mine. You can go to. You no, can go no, to no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go to the bar all day. For, supposedly. Oh uh, no, you can have my ticket. It's cool. I, ta- I oh, talked to a bar. Well, I talked to a buddy of mine who's. Yeah, but the, the bar doesn't have good enough drinks. You can have my ticket. I talked Kevin's. to a buddy of mine who's been out there a couple times, and he went one year without a ticket, he told me. And he was like, dude, he was like, I met so many fucking people in this bar, so many people that were signing all day, and they would just go have a beer afterwards. And I was like, really? Like, yeah. my buddy and, – and I was like, all right, well, I don't have tickets this year. He's like, just go to the bar and sit all day. He's like, don't get trashed, which is going to be a stretch for me. So that's probably what I'm going to do if I can't find tickets. Just go to the bar. That's a good plan. The one right by the, con- right by the convention center, so – there are many bars, so I guess there's like one upscale, or like better bar there that they all go to. <laughs> I can look it up. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, across the street uh, in it. the new hotel, um, there's that's, actually that's a it. nice uh, sports bar. Mm-hmm. He said to be the, uh, Hilton. Yeah, he said be ready to take money. So, but yeah, if, if my Delta points yeah, come through, sure. and I can actually fly out. That's the yeah, plan. you can. Right on. Well, I just got like 600 bucks from the state of Pennsylvania, so. Price. 
from what? Uh, my address is in West Virginia, and they were taxing me in PA. Oh. So with reciprocity right. rules, I filed when I filed taxes. I sent them a big letter saying, you know, I live in West Virginia. I never lived in PA. Please give me my money back. So they did. That's nice. nice. Yeah, it pays. Yeah. It pays to pay attention to accounting law. So is this in, in honor of my show? Or are we doing the special five-hour episode of your show? This is what we usually do. Okay. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking because we we would have shut up a while ago, but yeah, you know, I think this is kind of in honor of your show. But you know, we'll we'll wrap up shortly. I'm infecting you guys. I have Terraria to play and pack to go to Kansas. So, well, Missouri. Okay. Missouri. So, uh, yeah. So that so Comic Con this year is going to be pretty good. We're going to have our new uh, shirts out, like I, like I talked about recently. Can't wait uh, to hang out with Elliot. Out the front page of ComicsOnline.com. I'm going to be putting an order form up here shortly. They're going to be available in a couple of weights of regular T-shirts, and then. A couple of people have said they wanted to do uh, tank tops as well, so I'm going to do a, a guy's tank top. I look exactly I like Carl from Aqua Teen in a tank top. <laughs> you do. Yeah. It is upsetting. But, uh, it's, it's, that's hot with the kids these days. I thought, you, I thought you meant our Carl for a minute there. It's like I look a little like Carl. You, I, Carl, does that make you proud? I look like a young Carl. Does what make me proud? That Dune, Dune says he looks like a young you. That, yes, that me... makes me very proud. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever want to see Carl now. You guys should just like out, swap out all the images on your website of him with James Avery. So he was like, you... well, how they got fucking James Avery on the show? I feel like, you... yeah, he's on 100 you... episodes. I'll, I'll edit the contrast in pictures with him. Are you friends, if you're friends with Dune on Facebook, you can see Carl. Yeah. I don't know if I want to. I, I want the James Avery image preserved. <laughs> all right. Uncle Phil. All right. Well, anybody else have anything uh, to go on? Let's see. Let me make sure that we hit all of our points. Uh, I love that I contributed. Recent meals that I particularly enjoyed. Dune. What's up? Recent (laughs) meals that I particularly enjoyed. Oh, any meals? Yeah. um, uh, I got I got a tenderloin from uh, from Vaughn's in the clearance, and it was already on sale. It's really cheap, so I carved it up, and you judged it on Facebook, even though it was, it was a baked. Good. It, it was good. a baked beef tenderloin, and you claimed it was barbecued pork, but I'll let that go. <laughs> That's not what it was at all. It was fucking incredible. So I'd just like to clear that up. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to brunch in Orange County, so I'm, I'm really hoping I can get some crab legs going on. Uh, as far as other right, meals so go, uh, I don't know. Somewhere hey, in Orange how County. Far are you, how far are you from Orange County? That's a- San Diego just kind of eventually turns well, into San Diego Orange County. County is just south of Orange County. Well, because here's my idea. Now that I, now that I'm thinking, I'm supposed to go to Carson, California. You mean you haven't been thinking before this? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all, Carl. Not at all. But uh, I have to go to Carson, California, to pick up some shit. I think. And if I could go the Wednesday before Carson, well, I don't even know where Carson is. I guess it's like ten minutes from Orange County. It's, you know? Flying to Orange County Airport. Oh, right. So it's flying in Orange to- County. Yeah, flying to that airport. But if I can yeah. do that and then just extend my weekend out, I could have work pay for me to fly out there. Oh, well, then fuck you. Right. Wait, when do you have to do this? Whenever I damn well please. What do you have to pick up? Why can't they ship whatever you're picking up? Why does this sound so awesome? <laughs> because when we, when we hire people to do it, they steal it. Like now steal I really it. want to steal whatever this yeah. is. <laughs> There's just wireless access points in a warehouse out there. But they just people steal shit for some reason. I don't know. These fucking contractors, man. Weird. Yeah, yeah. That's, why I had, that's why I had to go to Detroit a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, 
right. All right. Um, All right. Kevin, we hit I'm on everything. I'm Dune to come and pick you up. Yeah. I had to go to Detroit a couple weeks ago, too, but it was to do battle with the crow. <laughs> yes. Huh. Apparently, you won. Yeah. It was good times. Good job. You had to do battle with a crow. The crow. Yeah. The crow. Yeah. Have you Is seen that... Brandon Lee around lately? Here, here uh, on this podcast, <laughs> we normally just do battle with the crows. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 actually immediately what I thought. <laughs> I would fly anywhere to do right, battle. So the last two uh, things, it's uh, we're we're, we're uh, apparently uh, two things that that Dune really wanted to talk about, which were Samoans. Do <laughs> the we cookies or actual Samoans? Uh, yeah, yeah, Samoans. Do I we need them? And then the other thing was, which religion has the ugliest women? Huh. Well, that's a legitimate question. I'm just going with the Jews. Uh, wow. yeah, you got to go like Mennonite or Amish, anything with like a lot of facial hair. Hmm. Or maybe like a, a Jehovah's Witness, like a you know, 500-pound black woman that smells like period blood. <laughs> wow. That's, just my, that's what I, that's what I think mean, of when I think of mean, Jehovah's Witnesses. You mean I've met a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, and they're all... Tasty white people. Yeah, oh, the only ones I remember black ones. I should people. not be drinking this warm Mich- Michelob while you're talking about that. <laughs> I had a, Why I does had, it smell like period blood? <laughs> there was a there yes, was a when I was in elementary school, she, and she couldn't celebrate like Halloween or birthdays. Yeah. Or, she didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance, and I remember I used to make her try to stand up during the pledge, and I got kicked out of class for it. <laughs> I have a buddy because she's only allowed to pledge allegiance to Satan. That's what they're into. Yeah, my buddy had his first birthday when he was 18, and he had like five kegs or some ridiculous amount and doesn't talk to his parents anymore because, wow, he didn't get any parties. I guess Donald Glover was a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, he he was. You're absolutely right. I remember reading that. Who was? Donald Glover. Our boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I call him Black Tits. <laughs> what? Have you ever seen Mystery Team? He's got incredibly large man breasts out of nowhere. Oh, like, we like tried to watch guy, Mystery what's going Team. It's so good. You know, it actually, it, it, uh, if you give it another shot, you might actually love it. I hated it at first, and then after a few months, it sat with me. I was like thinking about, it. I was like, oh, they're like innocent, like Hardy Boys, but existing in the real world, and they don't know how to deal with their boners. And I was like, ah, that actually was a funny movie. So I went back and I watched it. And I actually dug it the second time. I really like, I really like Andy Samberg. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. That's why I did that. Thank you. Trojan. <laughs> Dude hates him. All right. I, I like well, some of his, with that, some of we should funny. probably leave. Yeah. All, right. All right, everyone, check out Giovanni's podcast, Geopodcast. Get it on. You can find it at geopodcast.com or on iTunes. Yep. I'll have you on again soon, dude. And, and all you guys will yeah. listen to the Dune Reads Goosebumps podcast. Yeah. You can check that out, of course, on iTunes or at uh, DuneReadsGoosebumps.com. And make sure you have your uh, your, your uh, headphones turned up all the way when you go to that because you can get that full effect of the irritating uh, background noise. <laughs> and the spooky counter that's stuck on Haunted 13. <laughs> oh. Do you know what I realized? I actually had a website until like a month ago that I could have been plugging. <laughs> I forgot to update. It was Chad really? Tells You the End of Lost. It was just it was just a big blinking thing that said they're all dead. And that's that's all it was. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well they're all I mean, dead eventually. We talked about Lost before you got on. Really? 
Yeah, you just missed everything, dude. It's like I, I, welcome to my world, dude. Like I, I never contribute shit to this thing. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm such a horrible podcaster. Except for when you're talking about comics, you've got a lot of great things to say about yeah, comics, and that's comics. why we let you back. I know. Thank you for that. Plus, you're welcome. Plus, plus I call Dune drunkenly every Friday. And so, yeah. I do that too. There you go. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Get off chat. Talk to me. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Gio. I really appreciate it. This is uh, the, an, an honor to have you on, and uh, I, I've enjoyed your podcast as well. Thank you so much. And this is the longest I've actually ever spent in the closet, and it's an extremely hot day. So this is the sweaty and grossest I've ever been on this yoga ball, and it's all thanks to you guys. Are I you spent 23 years in the closet. Right. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What are you sweating on a yoga ball almost <laughs> nude so, as well? So uh, for yes. Carl – and Chad, and Dune, and Giovanni. And for everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan, and this is Comics Online. Put that in your dick pipe and suck it! <laughs> Will, where's my car? <laughs> Good stuff. I like that one. Good job, Carl. Disclaimer, the opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast are their own and do not represent those of Comics Online, any other participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less getting it on with famous podcasters or their friends. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciate foul language, obscenely long podcasts and fighting sarcasm as well as everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post in our forums at comicsonline.com, follow us on Twitter, like our Facebook group, and you can always email us at podcast at comicsonline.com, or call us at 1-559-LOVE-KEEK, that's 1-559-568-4335. All original material in this podcast copyright comics online.